Good morning, everybody. Thanks for being with us today. Welcome into Undisputed. I'm Jen Hale, and that is Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Hi, guys. Good morning, Jen. How are you? So you're permanently come across no, the dark side, no, no tie. No, 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 I got you now. No, no, no. You are tied up. I mean, sometimes I go, like, I go a week, I wear yeah. a tie oh, every day. Oh, is that how it goes? And then, you yeah. know, sometimes I feel like being free. By the way, I just wanted to remind you the Dallas Cowboys are one and one. The Dallas Cowboys are not dead yet. As you said last week, they're dead in are, the water. Are you in last place? No. Who's in last no, place? It doesn't matter. There is no last <laughs> yep, place yep, yet. Yep. It's too yep. early no, for no, last no, place. No, no, no. They keep the standings. You yeah. know they're one and one. So is there somebody worth, with a worse record in that division than you? I have nothing else to say <laughs> because I'm not going to jinx them again. You might be one yeah. and two after this uh, week. We, <laughs> Keep we, on talking. We might be. Keep you on talking. Right. Keep you on talking. Right. I'm not going to say a word. Gentlemen, <laughs> we will dive into all of that coming up in just a minute. But this morning, let's start in the NBA. A, a serious story here. Boston Celtics coach Ime Udoka facing disciplinary action that is expected to include a significant suspension for his role in a consensual, intimate relationship with a woman who was a member of the franchise's staff. The relationship was considered a violation of the organization's guidelines. Reports say internal discussions have included scenarios that would keep Udoka out for the entirety, entirety of the 2022-23 season. Shannon, what's your reaction to this? I'm surprised to hear about this story. Um, Skip, when I was hearing it last night, and they, we didn't have the information that's starting to seep out right now, I automatically thought, I say, this happened, something happened with workplace. This was a workplace issue mm. with uh, uh, someone of the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. That, that was the immediate what went through my mind because they say the league is not looking to intervene. This was just an organizational thing. So that was the first thing that popped into my mind. And then when I started reading this morning, I said, okay, Skip, organizations and corporations are not messing around with this dynamic Mm -hmm. because, and and I get it, there's a great chance, and I don't know this to be true, but there's probably a chance that Ame Adoka is not her direct boss, but he is a powerful figure within the organization. Now, let's just say for the sake of argument, and we're going to play hypothetical here because sometimes we do that, Skip, there's a job opening, and this young lady feels that she's in line to get that job. She doesn't get that job. Then she turns around and says, well, he prevented me from getting this job because yada, 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 I ended the relationship. Mm -hmm. And then, boom, here come a can of worms. So it seems to me that the Boston Celtics are trying to hurt, uh, rope off something, cord off something before it goes down that path. Now, Jen had mentioned Mm -hmm. in the read that there's something that they have a workplace policy that if you work here, you can't meet here and do things here. Now, if one person would have resigned and one person would have left, okay, fine. You can meet there, but you can't meet here and stay here. So I am surprised that this happened. It's a bad look. You know, obviously he, he, he was dating a very high-profile individual. This is not a good look. They have a son together. That's they not do. A, that's not a, a very good look. Yep. But it, like I said, Skip, when it comes to situations like this, it seems to me, especially now with the climate that we're in. That's it. The climate that we're in, yep. they say, no, we can't have this type of relationship going on because we a lot of time the workplace romances, they don't go according to plan. There is no happily ever after. Somebody's going to get upset. Yep. And when someone gets upset, you throw caution to the wind and you'll bring the entire house down because you're just that upset. And so the Boston Celtics say, we don't want that. We want to show if something were to happen comes out later down the line. This is the action that we took. This went against our policy. We ended up suspending a, a coach for 
a month, two months, three months, maybe even the entire year. Maybe. There being reports that it could be up to a year. So I just think they don't want to open themselves up to anything potentially bad down the road. And this is the course of action that they're taking. This taking it back on the court, Skip, obviously. They were in the uh, uh, NBA Finals last year. He's their head coach. Their top dog assistant head coach went to the Utah Jazz. He was hired away by Danny Ainge, Will Hardy. If I'm not mistaken, that's his name. Will Hardy, yep. So mm-hmm. it's a double-edged sword. Yep. But I just think the thing, Skip, this is, this is a, a, a very bad look that, you know, I may put himself into. Um, and, so I, and I, it, it, Skip, I, you know, I'm not for to beat the man up. Things, things happen. And, and when, when you get, go into a situation like this, you're not thinking someone's going to find out. Um, but it's just a bad look for, for his family. That's something that he's going to have to deal with, separate from what he's going to have to deal with with the Boston Celtics side yep. of it. But I understand the Celtics and the, the quickness in which they want to handle this. It seems to me as soon as they found out this thing was happening, let's just go ahead and, and, and nip this in the bud, get a hold of this as best we possibly can, because we seeing how the climate is now and seeing what normally happens because a lot of times things that start out as consensual, all of a sudden one party gets mad at the other, and all of a sudden it wasn't consensual anymore. So the Boston Celtics said, nah, we're going to try to prevent this as much as we possibly can and show that we have send a message mm-hmm. to anybody else that might be having a, thinking about having a workplace romance, not on our watch. I hear and appreciate everything you just said. You've been around professional sports for a long time because you played at the highest level. Yes. And your first year in professional sports was 1999. Nine. No, 1990. That's why I said 1990. Okay. Yes. So my first year of covering professional sports was really 1974. So I go <laughs> way back. My point is this to you. Before I deal with the issue at hand, just to put this in perspective of what you lived through and what I really, really, really lived through, once upon a time in professional sports, this behavior was rampant. Common. It was as commonplace as the sun's going to come up tomorrow. Right. right. I cannot tell you how many teams I've been around, how many coaches and assistant coaches and GMs and scouts that I have known, all of whom were having something with somebody within the organization because it was just the way it was. I'm not exaggerating one ounce. Lord have mercy, my days with the Dallas Cowboys. It was one thing after another after another. He's with her, but he's with her, and then she's with him. And it it went in one eye and out the other because it was – Life in professional yeah. sports. Yeah. It was the way it was. And don't get me started on, because I used to fly on the team plane quite a bit, the flight attendants and the players, it was just out of control. Hey, it just happened. You see, but you didn't see anything. You didn't see anything. And legendary stories about a coach I know that you actually know very well, and then another coach, legendary story. I think you worked with him once upon a time, but I could just go on and on because they're everywhere. Yes. And I'm not singling anybody out because it, it was more, more often that it was happening than it, it wasn't, wasn't happening. Correct. So that was that climate. And then it slowly started to change mm-hmm. after Y2K, let's say getting into the 2000s. Right. It started to change. And the other organization I worked for in Bristol, Connecticut, and then coming here, it started to change. And at first, back in my days in Bristol, Connecticut, 
It was if if you have a relationship with somebody, you have to disclose it. That right. was the first thing. Right. And then all of a sudden that changed to you just can't. can't. Right. You because th- there's no you you made the point. There's no win to it. Mm-mm. Something can go sideways mm-hmm. and you just can't, especially when you're in a pr- the, the most prominent where you're the face of the franchise right. as the, the head coach of the right. franchise. Now, stepping back, I, I don't know exactly about Ime's relationship with Nia Long. I, I don't even know what it is, so I can't discuss right. it. They were engaged for a while, but they've been together for a long time. They have a child together. Correct. So I, I don't know how to even address that one. I'm going to leave that be. I, I hear what you said. They'll, they'll have to address that okay. at a later date in time. All right. And may, and Skip, maybe you're right. Maybe there's nothing there. Maybe, they, I, I maybe, don't know. maybe it's just a relationship. We have a child together. Let's do the best we possibly can to rear this child. Yes. And there is not a relationship where they're co- they just co-parent. Yeah. They're not together. They just co-parent. Yeah, we once had her during one of these Spurs heat finals. I think it was the second one, the 2014. Mm-hmm. We, we had her on first take, and she was delightful. She, yeah. she was something mm-hmm. you know her from. Yeah. Well, one to, of my ex-teammates, uh, his wife and her were best friends. Really? So she was at the oh. Super Bowl. If I'm 90, yeah, we played the Packers. She was there. Okay. So that was my first time ever meeting her. And the first I knew of her, I think it was Fresh Prince, and then it was Boys in the Hood, and then it was The Best Man. And well, he was on Friday. He was on Friday. Okay. That was Craig. That was Craig Boothay. Okay. Now back to Ime as a basketball player and coach. I knew of him. Obviously, he played briefly for the Spurs. He was a decent player, more yeah. of a defender than a scorer. Correct. Tough guy. Great physique. Uh, Great-looking guy always, mm-hmm. just a real, just statuesque. Mm-hmm. And he became the first assistant, slowly but surely, under Greg Popovich. Wow. And for years, I was pounding the table on the desk. How does he not get a head coaching job? And then he finally said, I got to break free of Pop. I, I don't know why I'm not getting the right, right. interview here. Right. But as you recall, he went to Philly for a stint, and then he went to Brooklyn for a year, and he finally got a shot. Right. And did he not take advantage of it? I know they got off to a rocky start. Right. They, they closed, I think they went on a 27-8 and eight run mm-hmm. to close the season. Yep. And they entered the playoffs, as Kevin Durant found out, that they were the hottest team coming out of the regular season, right. especially with a re-emphasis on the defensive side. Brad Stevens was more of an offensive tactician, and I don't think they took all that much pride under Brad Stevens playing the other side of the court. They didn't. So here they came with Ime instilling a, a toughness in it and just a desire to play defense. And I was impressed with, with that run through. And, and he was the first rookie coach ever to, to win. He won two seven-gamers. Right. And, and obviously got to the finals and then runs into Steph and company. And, and again, Jason Tatum, just, he just had a Didn't rough finals. Yep. And, and it just, he turned the ball over so much, and Jalen didn't help out a whole lot either. But – I thought Ime had a great rookie year as a head coach. Yeah. Like, like it, it was highly. Could, I impressive. thought he could have been coach of the year. Well, absolutely. It, it felt, it felt like he was. So all of a sudden, this is in this climate. It's such a serious offense, especially when uh, I know what. Wick Grossbeck is the the primary owner. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure he's sitting back right now saying, w- w- "We made it crystal clear. Crystal. This is a no go. This is you cannot yes. Yes. right. Yes. So it's it's such a severe violation that I'm going to guess that you are right. This feels like it's the whole year, right? Mm-hmm. So here's a team that went out and got Malcolm Brogdon, who's a very good player. Yeah. 
And, and it was a sweet pickup for them because it seems like it was just what the doctor ordered, yep. right? Yep. And they also got Gallinari, and then in the FIBA, he, he tears his knee up, and so I assume he's done for the whole year. Yeah, That's what they're pretty much him. saying. But they're still a really good basketball team mm-hmm. with a really nice new player who could be a perfect fit both defensively and running the show on right. offense. And it's a crusher because I don't know where you turn now. I don't know if Brad Stevens thinks, well, maybe I should come back down and, and try to run it for a while. Right. He's the GM now. Yeah. He, he was sort of kicked upstairs. Yes. So I don't know. Uh, you, you've got that Joe Missoula. I don't know a lot about him or Ben Sullivan and the assistants, but they're highly regarded. Do they let them take a run at it? They're going to miss him because he did change their culture. He, yeah. he reinstilled a defensive pride big green machine sort of pride right. where they went into attack mode. And I'm not sure anybody else can push that button again. You're right, Skip. He he got the Celtics to realize, yes, we got scores. We got all-stars and Jalen Brown and, 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 and Tatum. But if you don't stop the other team from scoring, we've seen teams that score the basketball, Skip. We saw the Brooklyn Nets can score with anybody. But at some point in time, you're going to hit a cold spot. And then what happens when you can't score and you can't stop prevent the other team from scoring? And so he's like, look, we need to adopt. And he had the right guy. I mean, you got a Marcus Smart. Jeez. Jason Tatum seemed that bought in. Jalen Brown did. brought in. Yep. You got Robert Williams. You had a lot of guys that's yep. willing to play that side of the ball. But, Skip, you're right. And then you have the Me Too that happened in the last, what, five, six years that's become very prevalent. Mm-hmm. And so they're saying, look, let's go ahead and put it in writing. This yep. is not no way you know you shouldn't fraternize. I mean, in the military, Skip, what? The, the insubordinate, you, you know, there's no fraternizing with a higher up than a lower up. Because it clouds your judgment. Yep. And like I said, I don't believe that they, now there's a great, I don't think, I don't know. So I don't, I feel, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I don't, I don't know if she was his secretary or whatever. She no. might work in a totally different department, but because it, it, it just doesn't matter because yep. he has more a power or authority in the, within the organization. Yep. Some job comes up. She feels she's in line to it. She doesn't get it. Yep. Or maybe he promised that, you know, if there's anything, I'm going you know, to speak on your behalf. Mm-hmm. And she, Now, all of a sudden, it sounds like you got us into this and you knew her, this, this is in our bylaws, right. that we can't have this kind of uh, uh, activity going on. Yep. So I just think, Skip, they're taking a harsh stance. You better be glad they're because, only talking about a year. They're not talking about a job completely. Well, uh, according to reports so far, I'm reading the one on ESPN. It isn't believed that Udoka's job is in jeopardy. I, I hope not for his sake. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He better, yeah. he, be, he be thankful that it's only a year. Because in other workplaces, as we've seen, oh, you're gone. You're gone. You're, gone. you're just yeah. gone. Yeah. You just can't do it yeah. because it's, it's suable offenses where, where if, if you favor her and she gets a promotion over another woman who then ends up suing you. Here's the skip. I don't believe these two individuals disclosed this. Now, maybe maybe somebody it. disclosed. Somebody knows. Because remember, Skip, the night has a thousand eyes. Or most night it has a thousand and two. Somebody knows. Somebody saw. Yeah. So now I'm mad. Oh, y'all ain't do this? Well, let me tell y'all what Skip did. Yeah. <laughs> and see, boom. Now, we got this mess on our hand. And the Boston Celtics say, not, we didn't ask for this. This is the reason why we put it in our bylaws, because we didn't want this. We knew it could possibly get messy. Sarah tells on Sue. Sue is mad at Amber. Amber's mad mm-hmm. at Megan. Mm-hmm. And then now we got a mess on our hands, Skip. 
Mm. We got a mess on our hands. Did you just pull those names out? Yeah, I did. I did. I did. I hope so. I did, Skip. So I'm just saying, and and, and that's what happens. So I understand the Celtics and the harsh stance that that they're they're taking in this because the last thing they want is a year or two down the road, we got a multi-million dollar lawsuit about workplace something. Mm -hmm. That's it. Well, He's got to be thinking twice about this because in the big picture in today's climate, was this worth it to jeopardize your job? Skip, and the, at the time, nobody thought, well, this, this is harmless. He's saying yes. She's saying yes. And th- then there's this fine line that you cross. What if you do genuinely fall in love? Somebody got to go. Okay. Hey, either, either you leave mm-hmm. or I leave. Yep. It's kind, of, it's kind of like that's how Queen Elizabeth came to power because the original brother says, you know what, I want to be with Anne Berlin. So he abdicated the throne, so her dad was next in line. That is true. So yeah, if, if, you. If, if you want this romance, somebody's got to abdicate the throne. Somebody's got to leave. If it's more important than your job, it, you got to go. You, somebody. Okay. So we sit down and say, oh, hey, baby, look, this is what I make. I make like $8 million. Yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. you make, you make 500000 So what are you thinking? I think this is the, you know, this is a long-term job. I can do this for 10, 15 years that I can make, and we're going to be straight. I'm, I'm just saying, I mean, but hey, maybe, hey, he says, hey, I, you know what? I give up coaching for you, babe. That's what it means to me. I mean, hey. Could be. I mean, if it does, it yeah, does. I've yeah. had a lot of guys that were in college, and I'm talking about they were the equivalent athlete as I was. They went back home. They said, I said, bro, do you understand the opportunity that's before you? I said, you come from a very similar situation. Skip. They said, no. Went, went home for a girl? Or? For a girl. Okay. Said, Sharp, mm. Sharp, you don't understand, man. That's like, she all I think about. I said, bro, that's all you think about, and you're not going to go to class, and you're not going to do it. It's impacting you on the field. Bro, go home and be with her. But you just know, know some of those who are still together? They're probably not, Skip. This was like my, 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 um, my freshman year. That was 86 and 87. Yeah. But guys just, Skip, they just. I, I've seen it happen many they just, times. They just like, hey, Sharp, man, I, I can't be here. I mean, it's, it's special. It's, it, it takes a special type of person, someone to come with a girlfriend and then keep that girlfriend throughout college. Yep. But when they, that's all they knew. That, that been the girlfriend since eighth grade. And all of a sudden, they're separate. So, hey, stranger things have happened. But if, the, if it's in writing, it just can't be. Yep. In the end, I still root for him. I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, yeah, of course. It, I hope it works out. Yes, yes. For his sake and the Celtics' sake. Yes, He was certainly one of the brightest, most promising young new coaches last season. Guys, Celtics Media Day is Monday in their first practice (laughs) Tuesday. (laughs) The clock is ticking on what they'll decide They're not going to be talking about anything else. All right, coming up next, should Mike Evans' suspension have been upheld? And are the Lakers still in trade talks (laughs) to ship Russ out? That's next on Undisputed. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. 
Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputedpod. Your mental health journey begins here. The NFL League office upholding Mike Evans's one-game suspension yesterday. Evans is now going to miss the Bucks game this weekend against the Packers. The punishment was given by NFL Vice President of Football Operations John Runyon Sr., whose son, John Runyon Jr., plays for the Packers. Shannon, do you have any problem with John Runyon Sr. ruling on this case? I don't. It's just Tampa's fans' uh, way of buying into conspiracy theories and saying someone has it out against them. So where do we draw the line? So now we're not allowed to rule on anybody on the NFC North because they're in the division with the Green Bay Packers because it could benefit my son. I can't rule on anybody in the NFC East because I played with the Eagles because that might benefit my team. So where do we draw the line? Mike Evans deserved to be suspended. He is a repeat offender for this type of behavior. The play was completely over. Mike Evans was going off the field. He was one step. He was about to put his left foot over the sideline to be out of the field of play. He beelines, turns around, sees who it is, and moves, angles his way to shove Marshawn Latimer. It's a dead ball, unsportsmanlike conduct, unnecessary roughness. He's a repeat offender. He deserved to be suspended. Don't, don't buy into these conspiracy theories like, oh, John Runyon, he got, that's his son over there. Yeah, let's get Mike Evans. I can assure you, when that man went to bed on Saturday night and woke up, he was not thinking, you know what? I sure hope somebody from Tampa does something because they play my son team next week, and I'm just looking to suspend someone. Okay, let's just say for the sake of argument, he suspended him. There's an appeals process. It went to James Thrash, like I told you it was, because Derrick Brooks is also the other guy. But Derrick Brooks got direct okay. ties. What was the first point that you made to me? Yeah. Derrick Brooks can't do this. He's Mr. Tampa Bay, right? Still. He's Mr. Buccaneer. John Runyon didn't play for the Packers. No. Nope. John Runyon oversees league discipline. If you don't like his outcome, and there have been times <laughs> that it's gone to Brooks, it is, or it's gone to Thr- uh, Thrash, and he's like, no, it's not a three-game, it's a one-game, or it's a no-game suspension. And he's like, okay, hey, this is what I saw. You two guys, they appeal it to you two guys, and boom, it is what it is. Or sometimes maybe it's a fine. But no, there's no there, Mike Evans deserved to be suspending, suspended for doing what he did again. Blame Tom Brady for putting Mike Evans in this situation. And, and I what, did. No, 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 no. I need terrible fans. I know mm. you did because you understand what happened. This would have never happened 
Had Tom Brady kept his mouth shut and not approached Marshawn Lattimore and kept proceeding the way he was going, which was talk to the back judge. That, the, is, that is the truth. That's and I all told he had you, to do. I, in my life, I've never seen any other quarterback in the history of professional football do what Brady often does, which is run all the way down the field right. to get in a ref's face or ultimately in a DB's right. face. Remember last year, he got fined for unsportsmanlike conduct for cursing the official. And if I'm not mistaken, it might have been the Rams game. He got, he, no, he didn't get fined, but he got, they threw a flag on him because he was cursing and carrying on about the hits. And remember, he ran over to Dennis Allen as he yeah. was being shut out nine to nothing, and they had taken out Godwin with a low blow. Yeah. Who was it? I can't remember. I, think, I think it was Malcolm Jenkins. I, I believe it was Malcolm Allen. Jenkins, yeah. And he runs to Dennis Allen and just. You told him to F yourself. Yep, he did. <laughs> okay. That's Brady. Okay. <sighs> Shannon Sharp. I think as a pro football Hall of Famer, you, you do have to at least slightly admit that this isn't the best look for the National Football League. It fell into the wrong place at the wrong time because this game is at hand between right. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers in Tampa, and it's a big deal, live on Fox, right. late afternoon window. It, it's a big game, big deal, so this is more spotlighted than it would be usually, and it, it does have the wrong smell to it. It, it doesn't pass the smell test because he is the father of the starting, what is he, the left guard, or he's one of the guards mm -hmm. for Aaron Rodgers. Right. And it, it just hit me. Do, do I believe there's conspiracy here? Do, but, but how do you know what's in a, hand, a man's heart? It, it's just you're, you're putting everybody in the wrong place to do the wrong you thing. You did that, it, though. Be, but if you let Derek Brooks do it. And, he can. And he did, I know. I got it. But if, if, if you let him and, and he ruled in favor of Mike Evans, then, then you would say, oh, well, obviously he did. But here's the thing, though, Skip. Now, maybe if you wanted to say there's someone that serves under John Runyon that should have heard this appeal, but I don't, I mean, that should have heard, that should have, you know, issue because it was quick. Skip, it was, it was like the next day they say, like, okay, Mike Evans is going to be suspended. And they say, I'm, I'm going uh, to appeal it. Wednesday, they says, okay, you hear the appeal? No, it's upheld. So it was no dilly-dallying around. I don't believe it, Skip. John Runyon played a long time in the league. He did. John Runyon know a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be coming up, well, you know, I played with his father. I played against his dad. Yeah, he's you, mostly in Philly, played in San Diego for yeah, a while. But, yeah. okay. And he was a, quick, he was a politician? He, well, he, he was a congressman yeah. from New Jersey, a Republican congressman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Served, I think, a couple of terms. Right. Also, quick point of order on him, not that it matters, but when he was a player, when he was an offensive lineman, he was known, even Sports Illustrated ranked him as one of the dirtiest he players in the league. Yeah. And Sean Merriman had the classic quote, is he's real good at being dirty. Yeah. And Runyon said, well, it's just the, the way the rules were. It almost encouraged you to play dirty. But, but it's just ironic. And now he's ruling on dirty play. Maybe it takes one to know one. Is that exactly. how it goes? That's the thing. You, you know what's dirty. You know what. Like, hold on, bro. I did that. That's dirty play. Okay. And, but, Skip, I believe, and, and Mike Evans and his representative tried to say, well, look at A.J. Green and, and, and Jalen Ramsey. They did. They, that, got into, they, they were swinging on each other. Yeah, that was, in, that was actually when, when A.J. Green took him down, the play was still going on. It wasn't a dead ball. This was dead. It was our Skip. He was walking off the field. Now, he could have easily, because he could have easily just, you know, went back and see what was going on. He was stepping off the field. That had been going on for like 20, 30 seconds. He beelines okay. and shoves him. Okay, but what was his explanation for it? What, what was his, how, how did he 
try to defend himself. He said, look, when I got suspended in 2017, I didn't even get ejected during the game. And I got a running start and hit him in the back and knocked him over. Right. And there is obviously bad blood that is built between the two of them. So he's saying, in this case, I didn't hit him in the back. I went straight on. Right. And you made the case, well, he barely had time to even look up. And he got hit and knocked, knocked back. Right. I don't think he was that dangerous. I don't think he was in danger, but what, whatever. You, you could argue because he did get a running start yeah. and shoved him down. Something could have gone wrong. Right. But Mike Evans is saying, I, I turned and glanced, and obviously the, the next thing he's told the referee was, come on, that's Tom Brady. Well, so the first, the first thought is, I got to defend my quarterback. The second thought is, he said that he thought that Marshawn punched Leonard Fournette. And he, he, he swipes up under his chin. Right. I, I don't, it didn't look he like it was sho- a close he, right, fist. He tried to shove him in his. Okay, his hand goes up under. Yeah. But, but Mike Evans said, when I glanced, it looked like a punch. And so I'm not, I, I'm going to run, I'm going to literally run to the defense of my teammate. And that's what happens when you're walking off the field with your back turned. Yeah. Because he never saw, Mar- he never saw Leonard Fournette shove Marshawn Lattimore. No. See, what happened is that Tom Brady talked, they got everybody. It's the girlfriend running her mouth. Talking and the boyfriend got to cash the check that she mm-hmm. writing. Okay. Tom Brady writing a check that his teammates got to cash. Mm-hmm. Now Tom Brady got uh, 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 Mike Evans suspended. Tom, all Tom Brady had to do. Well, he admitted as much on his podcast. Yeah, he, he said I, I shouldn't have been down there. It, if I hadn't gone down there, none of this would happen. None of this would have happened. It wouldn't have. It wouldn't have. He was the instigator. Yes. He was the fire starter. So what, blame Tom. Don't blame John Runyon for doing his job. That's his job. To oversee dip, uh, 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 punishment by players on game, uh, 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 in game, on field punishment. That's his job to be disciplinarian. Now, you don't like his outcome? Okay, go appeal it. Brooks is going to handle it. James Thrash is going to handle it. And then you move from there. But to start this conspiracy theory, it's about, oh, his son is on the Packers. So what? So if anybody from the Detroit Lions, Chicago Bears, or the Minnesota Vikings, John Runyon, because that could potentially. Help his son, who plays for the Packers. Well, it, it it does help his son. I don't care what you say; it does. Okay, so so if Dallas Cowboys or if the uh, 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 the uh, uh, the the Washington Football Team, uh, the Commanders, excuse me, mm-hmm. the Giants, he can't rule on that because that could potentially help his team. He played for the Eagles; that's where he cut his teeth. Okay, but it it would have to come up on the eve of a game. Uh, against Green Bay. No, so, it no, it doesn't have to. Because, well, I'm just saying. because if you lose the game, that's helped my team. Because my team win, your team lose because one of your key players is out. It just so happens, it so magically happened that the second game of the season, this is what occurred. And on the third game of the season, you played the Green Bay Packers. Okay. That's a coincidence. All right. Is there anybody else in the league office who could have been assigned to rule on this? I'm sure there is, right? I believe everybody. Just because it's not the right look. It's father and son. He's literally named it. He's junior. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Plays the same position his father played, and you can't tell me his father isn't just proud as punch over the kid I, I, I'm starting sure, I'm for sure the Green Bay Packers. He's once a sixth-round draft choice out of Michigan, a la Tom Brady. But he starts for the Packers. Yeah. He was two-time first-team All-Big Ten. Okay. I, do, I, don't, I do not believe that John Runyon, look, I do not believe. I'm not going to even throw that out there. Hey, obviously, that's a, I do not believe that John Runyon, when he was ruling on this case, was thinking, yeah, this is going to really help my son. Okay, my but, but, but that's a front-of-mind thought. Is there a subliminal thought that so you, you buy can't the, even— So you buy it in this conspiracy theory. See, that's well, how they, uh, okay, that's but, how they start. I just know how fathers are with sons. And deep down in the depths of your psyche, there's a little voice saying, you got to help your son. 
No, no. Why? Why wouldn't you? Why? Because, because that's not that's not the way that's not the way you're supposed to do it. Okay. And remember, Mike Evans does have the case to make that he did get ejected from the game. Right. So that was twelve yes. thirty left. So right. for the last twelve and a half minutes of the game, he was not available. So why was, Mar- was Marshawn? Why, why was Marshawn Lattimore ejected? I mean, uh, Lattimore. Yeah. Why was he ejected? Marsh, because he didn't do anything. Well, he punched Leonard Fournette. He shoved Leonard Fournette after Leonard Fournette shoved him. Well, Mike Evans had okay, well, how many times have we seen that happen where the retaliator gets ejected? How many times will, must Mike Evans get a running start and shove somebody in the back before he realizes, you know what, doing a but dead not ball? in the back, in the front. Okay, how many times is he going to get a running start and shove someone before he realizes during a dead ball, you can't do that. How many unnecessary roughness? How many unsportsmanlike conduct? I would conduct? think this would be it. Oh, you think I so? Think would I would have thought the last one would have been it. Yeah. But clearly that wasn't it. Okay, and the, the quick trigger occurs because you do not like that guy, and you have gone at it with that guy now for years. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. In, in Lattimore, they are do not invite him. Skip, you know, you know I'm a firm believer in that look. I ain't going to do it till you like that. But I'm going to get you in the field of play. Okay. Because, you know, y'all run the ball. Tampa does run the ball. I'm going to chop him. I'm going to cut him. I'm going to get him. I'm going to get you back if you do something dirty to me. Or if you do something to my quarterback, you hit my quarterback, you get my quarterback with a cheap shot. Hey, John, why you arguing with him? Let me handle this. Let me do this. I got this. Mike, run weak side handoff. I get him. All right. Okay, that's another way to do it. Yeah, I'm going to get him. Yeah. It's going to look just like it was a play. Man, man, you see how sharp got? Hey, man, I'm just blocking. Okay. I'm just doing my job. And you're probably right. That's not ejectable or no, suspendable. Because because it's legal. I, you could chop block. Yeah. Off defensive linemen, they knew it. First of all, Skip, they knew they were playing the Broncos. Heels were going to be in the air like a cockroach. Mm-hmm. You already knew that. I got now, it. I can be dirty with it and, and put you out for a couple of weeks. Or I can make it, you know, get you on the ground and, hey, you lead the game, you, your pants are a little dirty, but guess what? You're no worse for the wear. Or you can do something dirty to my, t- my teammate, I see it, or they tell me, then I got to get you. Mm. Final point from Runyon Jr. I-, I thought he poured a little gasoline on the fire that will not play <laughs> well in Tom Brady's locker room when he said of Mike Evans, it was a lapse in judgment on the field. Sometimes that stuff happens, and he goes on to say, you can't be running 15 yards trying to headhunt somebody when the play's over. Well, that's a little strong and a little exaggerated because I don't think that Mike Evans was headhunting oh, he was someone. He was he trying was to get him. He was, yeah, he was trying to get him. Try, trying to headhunt yeah. him? Yeah. just shoved him down right in his He went face-to-face and shoved Skip. him down. That's not headhunting. I, Skip, you driving a car, and all of a sudden, the last second, you look up like, oh, I saw him and slam on bricks, and you hit the car. Well, you, even though if you don't ram him in the back, at the last second, okay, my, uh, uh, Marshawn Lattimore sees him in the last, by that time, he doesn't have any time to brace himself. Look how he fell. You think Lar- Marshawn Lattimore would have just stood there even, even if he sees Mike Evans running? You think he's just going to stand there like, okay, you're running towards me. I wonder what he's going to do. He's running to, damn, man, this man looking dead at me. I wonder what he's going to do. You think Marshawn Lattimore's going to stand there? Of course not. Okay, but the ways you described in play, those are headhunting plays. That was headhunting. Retaliation Skip, plays. If, can we run that tape back? Look how he looks around. He's trying to find a, a path. He's trying to veer around the guy. Watch what he does. Skip, look at this. Watch what he does. Now, you tell me he's not headhunting. I shove you back. Look, come on. See, he has to go around Tom. Look at this. Look what he does. Look how he has to go around Tom. 
headhunting. He has to go around he's, town. He's playing patty cake with Whatever. Well, patty, come on. Come on really, patty cake. That's not a headhunting to Skip, me. You know, if I'm standing still. Was Marshawn in danger of losing his head? I think not. He, he shoved him right in his face. But here's the thing, Skip. You know if I'm standing still. I... Even if I walk briskly, think about how many times, you know, somebody bump you and almost knock you off balance. So imagine if somebody gets a running start. I ain't got to hit you that hard to knock you on your butt. Look at this. He looked at the very, I mean, it was like, by the time he looked and saw him coming from behind Brady, look. Because he's looking at Marshall Adams, he's standing right there between Brady. One game, that's all it took. Hmm. I mean, I, you, I guess you didn't learn your lesson last time, huh? But you detail it like he should have been gone for six No, games. I said a game. I skipped. That's what I told you. You asked me, was he going to be suspended? I said, you're going to get a game. Hmm. You're going to get a game. Well, the silver lining is the Bucs are the most united team in pro football. That's number one. And number two, they will take this very personally and very seriously and take it out on Green Bay this Sunday got, in Tampa Bay. Got no problem with okay. that. Got Good. no problem whatsoever. Good. But you and I both know he deserved to be suspended. I don't know that. You do know that. And I still say you got to assign somebody else because it doesn't smell right. It smelled good to me. I'm sure it did, but you don't like Tom Brady. I don't got no problem with Tom Brady. I don't like Tom Brady doing what get, getting other people in his fracas. That's what I don't like. You well, writing check? No, no, you cash that check yourself. We're going to go deeper into this in just a few <laughs> minutes, but Tom Brady decided to practice when he wasn't even supposed to yesterday, and this may have had something to do what, with that. Well, damn. I mean, yeah. he, Alan Iverson practiced. Yeah, he's practicing. Not the game. Yeah. Practice. Okay. <laughs> Best quote ever still. <laughs> Guys, that matchup is America's Game of the Week on NFL yeah. on Fox. Certainly must-see TV. All right. Hey, Shannon, Shams is reporting that the Lakers have continued talks with the Pacers about a potential trade. The deal involved Indiana giving up Buddy Heald and Miles Turner for two unprotected first-round picks. L.A. thought, hmm, that request's a little too high. All right, Shannon, prediction time. How does this one play out? Skip. They've been carrying on this conversation for the better part of three or four months. Yep. Indiana knows you want to get off Russ. We absolutely know that. Yep. The Lakers, we know that Indiana wants to trade Miles Turner and Buddy Hill. Yep. Indiana says, look, we want those first-round draft picks. Mm -hmm. Both of them. Mm -hmm. Both. B-O-A-F. Both. Mm -hmm. Now, if right. you're not giving them up, why do you keep calling my phone, Rob Palinka? I, I told know. you what I wanted. I agree. I know you got to get rid of Russ. I know you don't want Russ there. We know Russ doesn't want to be there. Mm. But if you're not giving up no first-round picks, now stop calling my phone. You're wasting my minutes. I only got so many minutes per month, and you done used up about half of them. Mm -hmm. Call it with some bull jive. No. No, no, no. You cannot have Miles Turner. You cannot have Buddy Hill. And uh, uh, for the uh, 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 for Russell Westbrook in a 2027, I need you to kick in that 2029 also. Skip, when Russ and his agent was parting Ray uh, uh, Forche, what did he say? It's going to take added compensation for you to get Russ off your team. That is correct. It's as simple as that. That's what he said. He said it. Everybody knows it. They know you want to hold on to it. I know you. I know you want to get rid of him. Hmm. What yep. you gonna do, Lakers? Do you want him? Or not? Do you want Buddy Hill and Miles Turner? Because mm. if you do, you can have them. Now the thing that, that, that the Lakers are saying, well, if they so sought after, why haven't you traded them already? Because no, because they're saying, look, the team that could potentially want these guys, okay, they they offering picks, but we know in 2027 and 2029, LeBron James ain't gonna be there. 
And there's a probably a great a 50, 75% chance Anthony Davis is not going to be there. Yep. So there's a 100% chance that those picks in 2027 and 2029 could be top five. Mm. So this is what we want. Now, if you want the guys, give us Russ and those two first-round picks, and you can have Buddy Hill and you can have Miles Turner. If you don't, will you please stop wasting my time? Because every time my secretary calls me and she says, Rob's on the phone, I tell him I'm not in. Mm. Tell him I'm not in. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, well, he said he's not in. That happened actually one time, Skip. My mm-hmm. grandfather, my aunt answered the phone, and uh, my grandfather didn't want to talk. And he told my aunt to tell the person, tell him I'm not here. She gets back on the phone. He says he's not here. That's what the secretary told <laughs> Rob Palika. Mm-hmm. The GM says he don't want to talk to you until you got two first-round picks for him. But he's not in. So that's where we are, Skip. And my thing is, Skip, shouldn't you already have this already settled? You keep signing guards you and you still got Russ on your team. You do. I would have thought, say, you know what? We ain't got Russ on the team right now, and so yep. we need to add another playmaking guard. Let's do mm-hmm. it. You keep adding these play- potentially playmaking guards, yep. and you still get the guy on your team. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> to your point. It feels like this is almost nightly torture on Twitter for Laker Nation because these reports just keep rearing their ugly heads and everybody goes berserk about, oh, my God. We we almost had Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, and we could have them, and I'm not even sure you could have them. I I don't even know. Who knows what has gone on in these conversations? But. It's also possible other players are being discussed. I, I can't even begin to speculate, but Kendrick Nunn or right. Toscano Anderson or all the – you got Thomas Bryant and Lonnie Walker and Troy Brown. you got all these new players you've acquired who are still movable. You, you could. Right. Are you trying to, to, to do a package for one for just Buddy Heald or for just Miles Turner? Skip, the, I don't know. The, the most important thing to them are those first-round picks. Yep. That's what they want more than anything. I'm not so sure now. We don't know, but are they going to buy Russ out? Because Indiana. It, yes, it well, seems well, to me that he most has made it very clear. I I will take no seventy five cents on the dollar right. buyout. Take a John Wall. John Wall took. He was supposed to make forty seven. He took forty one. Went and made two or two years, thirteen million. Recouped the money. So basically, he got the money back. The question is, does Russ feel confident in his game enough that says, okay, y'all want to buy me out? Okay, I'll take 90 cents on the dollar and then go somewhere and says, okay, I'll, 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 buy, I'll latch on for six and a half, seven million dollars to recoup the money. Does he believe in himself that much? Okay, I got it. I'm going to say it again. What this boils down to is Jeannie Buss's resentment over the fact that she gave in to LeBron and Anthony who pushed hard for her to go or them to go get Russell Westbrook in lieu of going to get Buddy Heald. And a deal seemed to be, by widely reported sources, a deal seemed to be in place for Buddy Heald from Sacramento to to the Lakers Lakers. last year. Buddy Heald is a nice fit for LeBron because... The catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. And he's 40% for his career. He's 40%. -hmm. He's a dead eye to me. Yes. And to me, in the time I've watched him, because I watched him closely at Oklahoma, right. but 
He's pretty clutch. I mean, yeah. he'll make some big threes. He made some big ones on the Lakers last yeah, year. Remember the double overtime game? It was triple overtime. Wasn't it was a triple overtime. Yes. And LeBron missed a couple of walk-offs yes. in one game. Yep. But Buddy Hill made a bunch of big, big shots shot. in that game. Yes, yes. That's just who he is and what he is. Does he defend at a high level? He does no. not. Is, is so he, he should fit right in. Okay, he should fit right <laughs> in. But where he doesn't fit in, in a good way, is he can actually shoot it. Yes. Whereas Russ can't shoot it a lick. Right. Okay, so – he, that would have been a better. Obviously, it's 2020 hindsight. But even you, to your credit, you were just pounding your side of the table, saying, "Just do, buddy, heal, buddy, heal, and be done with it." Because you thought Russ just wouldn't fit with LeBron. No, they and, don't fit. And not only would he not fit, but he got exposed. And he wouldn't a, try to fit. He wouldn't try to fit. But he's a liability in in 20 different ways. Yeah, I've never seen anything like the way he got exposed on the grand stage that is Staples slash the Crypt. Crypt yeah. It, and it was his dream come true, nightmare come true for Russ, who grew up a big Laker fan out here in Southern California. Right. Okay, so the point is, Jeannie is still, to me, resentful that, that she gave in to her superstars and said, okay, I gave you what you guys wanted. Right. And it blew up in all our faces. Right. And now I'm stuck with a second year because it wasn't a one-year commitment. It was a two-year, two-year commitment, commitment yeah. at $47 million yeah. That's, for and next I, year. And I get it, Skip. I'm ready. Like, if it's a one-year deal, I can get off it at the end of one year. Yeah. But, Skip, it's like with anything. I mean, in, in investment, it's hard for me to believe that everything Warren Buffett has ever invested in is yep. turned to cash. Yep. And so sometimes you have to take, take – but the one thing that I do know is that you have to be ready to move on from losing assets – Assets that are liabilities, you okay. got to be able to give up on those and keep it moving. Okay, but all she cares about is she, she plans to be around for a while, and she doubts that LeBron's going to be around as a Laker for more than two years. Well, she well she she gave a two year plus option. You got him this year and next year for sure. Okay. Now right. you do know the the one and dones are about to come. I, I got it. It sounds, but it's going to be another year yeah, for right. that. Right, twenty but, yeah yeah twenty three twenty four. Okay. I guess. But but the, the point is, we're talking about twenty. 27. It's, yeah. it's now 22. So yeah. that's five years. And then It'll be then, here before you know it. Well, will yeah. It? Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm well, about, then, then I should fire back at you. LeBron will be retired before you know it. No, stop that. Well, he will. Stop that. I remember I was just saying, I was just thinking the other day I was in my house thinking. I was like, man, I remember I was sitting in my dorm room in Savannah State. I was 19. And here I'm sitting in, in a palatial estate up in Malibu mm-hmm. at 54. Where did the time go? Where did it go? And, the same thing gonna LeBron's happen. LeBron's gonna say that. No, no, LeBron, LeBron. Where did he go? LeBron gonna be. LeBron got three, four more years. Okay, in. all right, but but that's still not enough because no. we got to go out to twenty-seven, yes. and then we got to go out to twenty-nine. You 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 remember the last couple of years uh, with Kobe, and then the last years uh, before LeBron came. Those years before yep. LeBron came, they was getting Brandon Ingram's second pick of the draft. You get Julius Randle. I think he was a seventh and ninth pick in the yep. draft. You were getting those top. You got Lonzo Ball, second pick in the draft. Yeah. So with no LeBron, possibly no AD, uh, that's what they're looking. That's what Jeannie Buss is looking at. Okay. Now, yeah. Well, I mean, she's some, okay, some, ninth, some seventh grader. All right, well, that's what I'm saying. There's some kid named Billy Smith somewhere that we don't even know about who's going to be the next LeBron James. Right. I don't know. He's somewhere out there yeah. you don't know yet. Right. And Jeannie's sitting there saying, these are unprotected picks. Right. What if I give away one that could have landed me, Billy Smith, right. out here in La La Land? Yep. And I gave it away. And and she's, she's thinking, then I look back on Buddy Heald's career. He's, he's 29 going on 30, but – 
But could he give them, I don't know, a couple, three really good years? He yeah. might or he might not. I don't know. And she might say, wait a second. I, I gave up Billy Smith for Buddy Heal. Right. And it could be an all-time nightmare for The her. biggest thing, Skip, is that the distraction that is going to be about talking about this transaction that hasn't happened and might not happen. The Pacers have all the leverage. Everybody knows the Pacers are going to be bad this year. They're okay. They, 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 I, they, I'm actually surprised that, that they would even consider on the eve of training camps opening next early next week, yeah. Tuesday, that, that you would give up a 40-point, 40% three-point shooter and a guy that uh, led the league in blocks. Twice he's led. Mm-hmm. Milestone. Stretch. He can, he can, he, he's a tremendous defender, but tremendous. he can knock, he can knock down threes, Skip. He's only 25. And, and now you can put him at the five, put Anthony Davis back in his natural position. I think he's going to play his natural, natural position anyway because they did sign Damon Jones. They had him there. They let him go. Uh, had him a couple of 10-day contracts. They let him go. Played really well. Great lob. He can defend. You got Thomas Bryant, who seems to be playing very uh, – who's having a, a pretty good offseason from what indication that I've yep. been reading. Yep. So – AD is going back to his natural position, the position that he likes to play. But I think Miles Turner is better than all of those guys. He's he better is. than Damon Jones. I believe he's well, better than there's Thomas There's no Bryant. doubt. So, no, but just in a vacuum, if I just sit back, if, if you could, in one fell swoop, if, if Indiana would take Russ's $47 million for or do whatever they're going right. to do with it, and they would give you Buddy Heald and, and Miles, Turner. Miles Turner for those two picks. Yeah. It would be Eureka Euphoria for your Lakers because you, you want to talk about that that's championship fodder right, right there, where all of a sudden if you stick them in your rotation, right. you, you're pretty great. Because you got two, you got two guys that can defend at a high level, that can protect the paint. Miles Turner is tremendous. Anthony Davis uh, weak side is helping. And you got Austin Reeves, who's a, a, a defender. Yep. So oh yeah, they would definitely be moving on up there. <laughs> I, 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 no, sure, I, mean, I would like to see your Clippers try to deal with that. Well, it would be a lot to deal with. You'd have stars in your eyes because all of a sudden, I, I like the Pat Bev pickup, and I, I like the Shaka yeah, Ree pickup. Yeah, I, 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 I forgot Pat Bev. Yeah, so okay. we got guys that can defend, and so it wouldn't look like a layup line because no. last year it looked like a layup line going to the basketball. They could not keep anybody out of the paint. And then when guys came to help, they dish, and guys had wide open splash threes. Okay, but Jeannie's saying, I, I'm not going to – pay now to have to pay later. You know, like, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to give you my future for your present, LeBron. I'm not going to do it. And I'm sure somewhere LeBron is seething over this one because Goodbye. if, in fact, they would do it, he, he's like, why the hell not? Well, we we, we going to try to wait him out. We, 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 we feel that the market was going to correct itself. Hmm. Uh, just like, you know, hey, the Fed's raised, what, three-quarters of a point yep. so we could, could combat this inflation. So the market's going to correct. I'm just waiting. Got, a, got my eye on a couple of pieces of watches. They're mm-hmm. up high right now, but I'm watching really? them. They're going to come down. Huh. House. Huh. Market's going to come down. It's going to correct. Really? Yeah, they're probably going to keep going up now. Yeah. I, I remind you, you went 33-49 and 49 and missed the play-in tournament. Wins are the going up. The play-in tournament? Didn't I just tell you the market's going to correct? <laughs> the market's going to correct. It's going to have to correct a lot. Go correct 17 games at really? least. Really? Put two cases. Put you know. Put five cases on there. Win fifty no, games. I won't. I didn't think it. so. I, I didn't think so. The market cannot correct Father Time. That's hey. the one thing it cannot correct. You do you you see him on there? Huh? You see him shooting the face? You say he look good, don't he? Oh, goat. He look good, don't he, Skip? I, I, what in, on something he posted? Yeah, you see that with them new with them uh, LeBron twenty the twenties. Yeah. 
Them things look fly. Which iPhone are we up to now? 14. Do you know what magic it can make? There ain't no magic. There ain't no magic. No, 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 no. There ain't no magic. You know how it can deceive? Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. That's live. You know that commercial is live with Memorex? That live. It's called editing. They don't know. He don't do that. He don't do that. No? Skip, why do you got to edit? You don't edit perfection. When was the last time you see somebody edit a 300 ball or bowling? A perfect game. But you don't have to edit that. It's perfection. Leave it alone. Between LeBron and Russ posting videos oh, where, where they go, bang, bang, bang. They're making three, three, three. And I'm thinking, how many did they miss before they got three threes in a row? I mean, once LeBron get warm, I mean, he could easily make 10, 15 in a row. Really? Yeah. Why don't we ever see that? I, I, move, I move, game. Move, moving from side to side. That short corner. Really? And at the top. I keep telling him, especially he'd be looking at that. He looked out of that hand. Really? You ready? Huh. Well, ah. How do you defend the stat last year that he took the 15th most threes in the NBA and in three-point shooting percentage, he ranked 93rd? How do you how – do uh, Does that old, include any 15 in a row? The oldest so. the oldest man ever to average 30. Huh. By five years. Really? By five. Huh. I would say he's a liability from the three-point line and the free-throw line. I would appreciate And somebody tells me he's in the lab, and I don't know what he's doing except trying to grow hair in the lab. I, <laughs> other than that, I don't know. You dirty. Mm-hmm. I would appreciate it if you do not mention LeBron James yep. and liability in the same sentence. Well, because that's oxymoronic. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like quiet riot, it's jumbo moronic is what no, it is. No, no, no. Yeah. They, 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 they don't go together. Yeah. yeah. If I could just pour Buddy Heald into LeBron James, I'd have something. You got something right there. Yeah. You got the greatest player ever. Why would you? The why would you? Why, see, ever? you? why would you want to add to that? See, you mm. the type of guy to add raisins to potato salad. Mm. It's already a great dish. You put pecans on it. Doesn't that look? No, it don't taste good, and it doesn't look good. I don't That's like dope. potato salad, and I used to have to make tons of it. It's all. It was my job in the back of the restaurant yeah. making potato salad. Yeah. I despised it. Well, see, it's it's ugly. It's, stuff. it's, it's, oh. a, it's a great dish. Oh. You don't need to add raisins, right? Well, it's got man. He's all over it. Yeah, no, nah, I'm oh, saying. God. I don't get it. You know what? It would be better with raisins. I should have no, thought of no, that. Put no, raisins in it. Don't do that. Do add a little. little if you spice ever, to if it. you ever bought potato salad and they untuck the top off and they got mm. raisins, you got them little raisins up there looking at me. <laughs> yeah. I would throw you and it out. Really? The cookout. Yes. Huh. He needs to add some raisins. No, 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 yeah. no. Oh, he go. Look at that. Hair full of hair. He does. Look, that's a, that's a head full. Hair right is lush. Yeah. How old is that picture? I don't know. No, he thought it's him. Huh. He got the six on. That was your last year. Huh. Last year was the first year in six. Huh. Buddy Hill's got that look on his face. Yeah, I'm stuck in Indiana. Yeah, I know it. Right. He ought to go to him and say, look, y'all get me out here. Take that take that 27 pick and get me and Miles up out of here. Let us yep. go have a chance to win. Yeah. Y'all did a solid, y'all did a solid for Malcolm Brogdon. Look they what did. y'all took back for Malcolm Brogdon. Nothing. Do that for me. That is true. Shannon, I fear you're stuck with West Brick. <laughs> Congratulations. I you think lo- we you should love invite Gordon Ramsay as a guest on the show. Yeah, I we should. I love the we should. culinary debate, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, still to come this morning, gentlemen, another serious topic. Phoenix Suns owner Robert Sarver has started the process of putting the team up for sale. Skip and Shannon break it all down when we return. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there. 
and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right, Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me, that's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo, to that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride-or-dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Now on back down. Phoenix Suns owner Robert Sarver was suspended one year and fined $10 million last week as a result of an investigation into the franchise. Yesterday, Sarver started the process to sell the team. LeBron tweeting out this, quote, I'm so proud to be part of a league committed to progress after the news of the pending sale came out. Shannon, are you surprised that Sarver is selling? Not under the groundswell. LeBron, I don't think you should be proud of your league because your league didn't take this step. It was the sponsors. It was your league, your uh, your your v, your VP of the uh, uh, Players Association that came out. It was the players, yourself and Chris Paul, speaking out. This is not the league issue. Um, Adam Silver did not force the owners to vote. I saw Draymond said he wanted the owners to vote because he, he wanted to see where they stood on this he issue. He did. Skip. Last week we got LeBron saying what he said. We got Chris Paul saying what he said. We got the NBA PA executive director saying what she said. And then we get the minority owner. That was the first time. That, I, I think that was, the, that was the big pendulum that swung. Because now we got someone that, that's at the seat at the table that's sitting next to Robert Sarr and say, bro, you need to go. Yeah, he just flat out said you need he to go. issued a statement. This is unacceptable. And, and this ain't about me wanting, wanting to be. I don't want to be the forefront. You just need to go. I don't care who is the face of the team moving forward. He said it, he wasn't interested he in running just, the team. You don't need to be it. Yep. And then PayPal comes out and says, we're not going to PayPal. If you still own, if you still here, we're going to take our dollars elsewhere. Other sponsors say, we're taking our dollars elsewhere. Because what we saw, Skip, is an 18-year pattern a behavior that's unacceptable mm -hmm. for someone that's that that's powerful in an organization. First of all, that shouldn't be talked about anyone in the organization, mm -hmm. but not the face of the organization, not the, the CEO of the organization. So it was just a matter of time that <clears throat> was these sponsors said, we got, you got to go. He ain't got no choice. But the happiest person right now is Adam yeah, Silver. I agree. Adam Silver, they say, well, Jerry West is the logo. No, Adam Silver is the logo, just like Roger Goodell is the shield. Because mm -hmm. what they do, they take those arrows. They take those dents mm -hmm. so the owners get to stand up pro or tall yep. and just profit and to cash those checks. So we get to say, Adam Silver, you needed to do this. Robert, Roger Goodell, you needed to do that. Well, the owners sit back and say, yeah, Roger, who are you going to do? Just don't send it to us. So he didn't. they didn't have to take a vote. He's going to. 
what they wanted all along because Adam Silver said, I fully support the decision by Robert Sarver to sell the team to the Mercury. Yeah, he does. Oh, you supported it? You, what? You, you didn't? Uh, I get it. So, Skip, I am not surprised. Once we saw that groundswell get so great because once that started happening with them dollars, nah, you know what? Take my patch off there. PayPal said, nah. Mm-mm. Other, other sponsors would say, nah, nah, we good. Mm-hmm. The writing was on the wall. Mm. It was just a matter of time. Although, the first day you and I addressed this story as yes. it broke, you felt pessimistically that, that he would not be forced mm-hmm. out. No, because that was before mm-hmm. the, 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 one of the other governing partners said what he said. Like, well, damn, we had never seen anything like mm-hmm. this, Skip. Normally, they lock tight. Keep my mouth shut. And I told you the first day, <clears throat> I thought the groundswell would be so severe, the backlash publicly would be so severe, led by LeBron James, that first tweet by LeBron. Chris Paul was in a tricky spot. He plays for he plays the for team. Man. You know, it's, he can only gave, go so far. Just, it's good. Imagine gave you four years, 130 million. Yeah. I thought LeBron's first tweet was dynamite. I, I thought it detonated this, this whole movement mm-hmm. that, Thanks to the internet, it, it gains such traction and mm-hmm. steam, and, and it has such high visibility that, and also, I, I applaud ESPN, um, what's his name, Baxter Holmes, who did the first story. Right. It, it was a bombshell. Right. He did a great job. He, he did, for Sarver's sake, he did too great a job. Right. There were so many instances of use of the N-word without conscience. Right. We, we, where you just, in, in this day and age, we talk, start the show about a new climate. The, I, I'm telling you, this is a, this is a great new climate. Mm-hmm. You just can't say that. <laughs> and if you're in this prominent a position as the owner and in some cases the operator of a team that, what, what do we say, it's 75, 80% black, oh, easy. maybe, yes. maybe 90%. Yeah. But black. on his team, it's 90%. 90%. Skip, power, can't do this. power you... will allow you to feel like that. Yep. Power feel, will make you feel you can say and do whatever you want because I'm king. And then what, Skip I, want, Skip, I want to keep my job. So what am I, how do I stand up to a man that my livelihood, my mortgage, my kids going to school, my car note, it's how, how, I mean, it's hard. I didn't the job market. I understand they're hiring, but I got a good job right here. So right. you take those. And I'm not trying to rank racism over misogyny, but they're, they're equal to me. And if you combine them right. in the workplace, it's so bad. It's, it's over. Yep. You cannot go on. You can't continue to operate as the owner. But the bylaws of the league, pretty much, if he wanted to hang in and hang oh, on, even right, though yeah. he, you're going to start losing sponsor after sponsor, uh, yeah. You're probably going to start losing fan after fan, right. like ticket buyers. But he could have hung in. It's hard to oust somebody. But I love what Draymond said. Let, let's just see where everybody stands. Let's take a vote. That's what. And, Be, because the, the problem <laughs> with the vote for the other owners is it opens all their Pandora's boxes. Right. And everybody's going to check them out. Well, what about you? Why didn't you? So why why didn't you vote to yeah. condemn Robert uh, Sarver? Yeah. Why didn't you vote to? Okay. And because the happiest guy, like I said, Skip, you and I agree, is uh, is a commissioner, Adam Silver, Whew. because he gets the results that he wanted without having to put it to a vote through the owners. So that's that's the best part about it. But it's amazing. Skip, now you see the end of the, the, the NBA, they ordered an investigation mm-hmm. and they released the, the findings. The NFL ordered an investigation of the Washington football team, the commanders, and they said, well, we can't release this because uh, he the, uh, uh, the, def- the respondent don't right. want us to release it. Touche. Yep. 
And they think that, and they thought that was cool. Like, hey, man, I wonder what's going on. Man, I wonder what. So it couldn't have been that bad, did it? Mm-hmm. No. You have an independent investigation, you release the findings, and you let the chips fall where they may. Let the people make up their mind. I'd also like to applaud the Reverend Al Sharpton. Every once in a while, I think he's prone to a little bit of overstatement. <laughs> but in this case, I, I do, and you maybe think this is overstatement, but his quotes about this were the racist old boys club in professional sports is officially closed. I, I hope so. Yeah. I, I would like to believe this mm-hmm. is a new day, a new dawn. He says a new era is upon us where it is intolerable to view black players like property. Okay, boy, I hope so. And he he ends by saying that that the league, all these leagues need to follow through on the commitment to root out racism, misogyny, and hate. Well, I I just think, I know you you still get pessimistic about this, but but I I just believe Pollyanna issues it might be. I just think we're we're slowly heading in in a better direction. Maybe it's not the rightest direction, but right. I think we're going north instead of south, so to speak. I mean, that's almost like literally right. <laughs> yeah. I I just feel like these are all steps in the right direction. And then what was LeBron's tweet? I'm I'm so proud to be part of a league committed to progress. Well, it, it is committed, and it's it's been slightly more committed than other leagues to me. Yeah, I, I'll so, give you that. Yeah. I, I, de- I'll, I'll def- I will definitely give you that. It's been more, way more progressive in this yep. way of handling things than the NFL. There's no question absolutely about that. But, I, yeah, I'm a little bit more pessimistic of you because everything south of Mexico, know, everything I, south of Canada and north of Mexico. Yeah, I know. I, I got it. I, and I, you know what? I, I love you for saying that because I know that's your heart. Yeah. And I try to change your heart a little bit, but I, I just, I've, I've lived through so much bad that I feel like at least we're inching towards some progress here. I, I want to say that too, Skip, and then I see things, and I see things in school, and I see these kids in, in Georgia, and they put the N across their chest on their T-shirts, and I see okay, things well, with, obviously. It's, and, and it's on the buses and with, with white, it. and, and it's just like, when is enough enough? Okay, but Robert Sarver just got forced out. Yeah. That's a good thing. Oh, yeah. Because he's a bad guy. Yeah. And he, he I, wants I, to, in his I statement, I he said. I ain't trumping to his cause. No, no. But but he's out. Yes. Okay, so so some good actually transpired. Yes. But, Skip, it, should, it, shouldn't be, it shouldn't be on the sponsors. No. It shouldn't be on the players. That, <laughs> but I know. I mean, it, it, you had to kind of backdoor it, right. but, but it, it worked. It, it's, kind of, it's, kind of, it's, it's almost like, well, tell me what can I do not to get assaulted? How about the guy not assault me? Well, the female, well, you can't do Why do you got to tell you how to dress? How about the perpetrator not just doing it? How about, Robert, how about the NBA? This is one of your guys. Okay. You'll handle it. Okay, but it's, uh, USA Today pointed out today that even back to Donald Sterling, they didn't vote him out. If no. it took his wife finally telling him, you just got to step down. Yeah, and, and you, know, you got to sell. She, she was saying yeah. that the sponsors were losing yeah. and it was causing harm to the NBA. Right. Because, because remember, Skip, he sued because she, she sold it without his permission. <laughs> That's a whole nother <laughs> that, that, ball that of wax. Is. Yeah. But, I mean, he was okay. I mean, I don't know if he – drive up and down Wilshire. You see how, how many sterling buildings they got his name on it. He good. He ain't hurting for money. Trust There's me. One giant one near where you live. Yeah, it is. It's right yes. there on Wilshire. Yes. Right? Yeah. A lot of them on Wilshire. Yep. I have jogged past those. They are some beautiful buildings. <laughs> All right. Skip, we got to move on to your Cowboys when we come back. Micah Parsons, we've talked about it before. He's been compared a lot to Lawrence Taylor. Yep. 
What does LT himself think about that comparison? <laughs> We're going to tell you what the Hall of Famer said next on the other side of this break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Micah Parsons' dominant play throughout his first two seasons has invited comparisons to one of the best football players of all time, Lawrence Taylor. All right, so when asked about the comps, Taylor said, quote, I don't know who the best defensive player is, but all I know is I'm always on the last page, on the last paragraph of the last sentence when they say the greatest of all time. (laughs) Until somebody tells me different, I own it. LT also said he'd analyze Micah himself when he attends that Cowboys-Giants game. Shannon, will LT's presence be a positive or a negative for Micah Parsons? That's the LT I know. That's LT. He says, I'm on the last page. I'm in the last paragraph. Until somebody tells me different, that's where I am. He is. Until somebody, and until somebody, and it's going to take a lot of somebody. Not just one somebody. It's going to take a lot of somebody. Skip, this is a positive. This is Lawrence Taylor, the greatest defensive player. Ain't no who, man, this go, you can, you know, no, it's LT. And he's coming to watch me. The position I play, he made it famous. All these other great pass rushers at the linebacker position, Von Miller, Derek Thomas, Cornelius Bennett, TJ Watt, whomever, DeMar- uh, uh, where, DeMarcus Ware. Nope. 56 with that Giants. I got the helmet. That, 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 that guy right there. With the LT hanging out of his ear. He's the guy. And he's coming. Oh, I'm going to put on a show. Man, Daniel Jones, you in trouble. Man, ain't no telling what Michael Parsons is going to do to you. (laughs) (laughs) Skip, that's almost like your parents parents coming to see you play for the first time. Man, you got to show out. My my mom came to see me play my junior year, the first time she had ever saw me play. I told Coach Davis, I said, Coach Davis, my mama coming to see me play. Mm -hmm. I said, here, hey, this uh, uh uh-uh. He's like, hey, 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 uh, uh, go talk to Brick. I said, no, I'm talking to you. Brick was the offensive coordinator, yep. uh, Darren McNeil. I showed out. Five catches, 135 yards, three tubs. I was done. Beat him 70 to 13. How do you remember those numbers? I, I put it on him, Skip. My mom was going to see me for the first time. Mm-hmm. Man, you think I'm not finna show out LT in the stands? LT going to be on the sideline. Normally dressed all in black. Oh, I got to do something bad. I got to do something bad today. I only like Skip. I got to do something bad today, Jones. He is the standard. And he says, you know, I hadn't seen him play, but I'm going to see him up close. I'm going to see. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you my honest assessment after the game. That's one thing about LT. He don't have no problem giving our compliments or anything like that. Uh, but whew, this is a positive. Oh, I, I'm taking the Cowboys. <laughs> I'm taking the Cowboys. No, 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 don't. I'm taking the Cowboys. So don't try to coax me. Any, no, I'm taking the Cowboys. <laughs> I want so badly to agree with you because everything you just said, everything you just emoted is, were all my emotions last night when I read this quote. And if you don't mind, I'm going to reread the first one because it's an all-time quote from the all-time greatest. That, that's, it's just, 
I don't know who the best defensive player is. All I know is I'm on the last page of the last paragraph of the last sentence when they say the greatest of all time. Until somebody tells me different, I own it. He does. He, he does. owns it. He does. And I told you, the only difference that, that I can see so far, and Mike is still in baby stage, but that guy was a bad, as you say, mofo. <laughs> he was. And I'm not sure Micah has that burning inside him. But the, the other point is, Saquon Barkley, I forgot, is close friends yeah. with Micah from their days at Penn State. Right. And his quote was, super freak, crazy athletic. Well, that, that's it. Yes. He, he might be even more super freakish athletically oh, yeah, yeah. than, than, than LT. 56. Yeah, was, yeah, absolutely. Okay? Yeah. All right. So that's what he's got going for mm-hmm. him. Now to your point and to the final quote from LT, I'm quite sure I'm going to see what he's got on Monday night because I will be there. I haven't analyzed it yet, but I will on Monday. <laughs> well, now he's put 11 from heaven on notice like, hey, kid. I, it, it really doesn't count till I'm standing. I assume he's going to stand on the sideline. Oh, he's always, he's, he's normally on the right? sideline, yep. Okay, not up in a box. No, he's normally he, on the sideline. We're line. talking about up close and personal. Yes, yes. He's going to lay eyes on you right. from just right there on the right. sideline. What you got, kid? Because I know what I have. Right. And I want to see if you're even in my my galaxy. Forget all them talking heads. Yeah. You're talking to the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> so so everybody, right. had a, you, you, I'm it. So whatever I say goes. He is it. <laughs> and I'm sure he will be asked for comment after the game. So, yes. so he will pass judgment. He will hand down from on high his judgment <laughs> on 11. He will. You know, and we'll see what, what he sees that he's got. Right. right. But what I did love about Micah through the offseason, he took on every challenge without fear. Because a lot of athletes that I've known – they don't want to go to a home run hitting contest. I, I, I look like a fool, right. whatever. Or, you know, go hit baseballs at where the Texas Rangers, Rangers play. play. Yeah. Okay, well, he did, and he's, he's jacking them. Yes. And then races. I, I saw at least two, I don't know, where mm-hmm. he just fearless. He weighs 250 pounds. Right. And he's like, yeah, I'll race you. Yeah. I'll race he, any he, of you. He's bigger than I think LT was around 240. He's bigger than LT. Yep. He's, he's bigger. bigger than LT. Okay. Listen, LT. <laughs> We're talking about force of nature here. I think the thing is, Skip, this Gen X, you might see some clips, but you had to see it. You had some things you just need to see. I mean, you can hear it. Skip, I think the thing, I'm, I'm glad enough, I'm old enough to remember, you know, to see the destruction that Katrina caused. Yeah. I mean, 30 years from now, people yeah. that weren't around to get an opportunity I, I, to see I, it. I agree. To see the devastation. Yep, I'm with you. To see 56. To watch him actually playing games and like to understand because before LT, you know, we had Mean Joe Green, you had the Dick Buckus. I, I, I remember, I don't remember Dick Buckus, but I remember watching Mean Joe Green because I was a big Steelers fan. And then this remember guy came along from my cowboy background, Bob, yeah, Bob Lilly. Okay, and he was really good. Nobody <laughs> <He> was, <laughs> no, was This is ferocity. Yes. This this inspires terror yes. in people's eyes yes. across the line of scrimmage, like. Yes. Oh my God! I can't block him, and my quarterback is in danger. Yes, because yes. he broke Joe Theismann's yeah. leg. It was. A I think they're doing a. Thir- I think they're doing a thirty for thirty on it. Yeah. Um. On on Theismann and, and LT and wow. what what happened to, um okay. uh, in that situation, but he he he's on the field. 
He got no peers. Like I said, you can make a case that he's the greatest. He's the greatest football player. It, it, it's nothing I've, I've ever seen anything like it. And there's been some really, there've been some great, great defensive players. I don't want to shortchange uh, uh, the Reggie Whites and the Joe Greens and the Deion Sanders. That guy. I, I'm with you. Now for the other guy. My only fear is he's still he's 23 years of mm-hmm. age. You have to channel emotion. You, you can't play over-emotionally where you don't think anymore. Right. When you play blind, you can't right. play blind. Right. Because obviously the, the Giants, as Brian Dayball said, every play, we're going to know where 11 is. Right. Well, well you obviously, you, they are. So the, the, Hell, they knew what 56 was. They just couldn't, they, do, they couldn't do anything about it. Well, and, and I would like to think 11 will, will rise into that category. Yes. Yes. Where you can do all you want. You can put two or three on him or whatever you want. He's still going to get gonna make you. make a play. Okay. So that's what's going to have to happen on Monday night. He, he's going to have to lock down and focus and, and do you, do mm-hmm. what you are. But he's going to know, and I agree with you, I think he's going to be wildly inspired by the fact yeah. that guy is right there yeah. checking me out. Uh-huh. He's going to grade me after uh-huh. the game. Do I have even a, an ounce of what he had? Right. And – Mike is going to show out, I right. believe. I mean, Skip, it would be the equivalent of these young running backs or a Saquon Barkley or, or Christian McCaffrey or whomever, Jonathan Taylor, and you look over and you see Barry Sanders or you see Emmitt mm-hmm. or if you're one of these young wide receivers and you see Jerry Rice. Oh, oh, I got to do this. I mean, you knew exactly who was at the game. You went somewhere and you knew all their great players from current teams. And you're like, man. Such and such. The Raiders did the best job of it because the Raiders always brought all their great they players did. back. Always. That it, was an Al Davis special. Always. Yeah. It, even, even the entertainers, I saw James Garner and all these, a lot of the, a lot of the celebs would be at the Raiders game. Yep. Dressed, and you're like, man, that was the first time that I like, knew like celebrities really, really enjoyed football because you go and you see them all standing on the sideline before the game. You're like, man, that's cool. Raiders have all their the blit, the cars, and the jack. All those guys just lined up, and you see them. You come out like, man. And the, but to see that guy, okay. But all those running backs you mentioned, Emmitt or Barry Sanders, they don't have the mystique that. No, guy no, no, has no, 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 no. He's mythical. He's he's like okay, yeah, he's mythical. For me personally, as a longtime diehard football fan, there's only one other man still breathing who's even in the ballpark of his mystique, and it's Jim Brown. Yeah. Because I've been around Mr. Brown. Yeah. I think the thing is, Skip, this young generation don't don't remember. But but trust me. But they just remember playing with Barry on on, on Madden. Okay, okay, and that's fine. (laughs) But but it's not like what he was doing. No, 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 no. no. He's a guy, I mean, when he he goes back, I've been to the hall. Go back, I don't get back as much as uh, I normally do. But when LT come into the room, yep. they know. Even the great, even the first ballots, they like LT should. LT shouldn't even been on a ballot. The moment LT retired, they should have just went ahead and put him in there. So what, what's the argument? What are we debating? What are we talking about? What do you say? Okay, Lawrence Taylor played thirteen years. He was this many times All Pro. He was an MVP, Pro Bowl, defensive player. What? LT, sit back down, just like they did for Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, sit down. Uh, Dan Marino, Dan Marino, sit down. There's no, there's nothing to debate. There's nothing to talk about. The same thing they're gonna do with Tom. Oh, who, Tom's presenter. What? Present what? 
All you have to say is Tom Brady. <laughs> yes. Okay. You certain guys, you should have to wave. Like in, in, in hockey, you're great. They'll wave the five years. You just go in right in afterward. Right. But but Brady has no mystique to him. He inspires no awe. No, no, no. Because no. it's just textbook. Right. What happens? And he doesn't have any spectacular plays where he doesn't have signature plays he makes. He just goes and wins another Super right. Bowl. But the. You've brought this up before. If we change sports to basketball, you've been in rooms with Michael Jordan, yeah. as have I. And yeah. you say it's like he's going to levitate. Yes. Okay. That's a different that, – because that's sheer talent Yeah. Where, where he dominated the sport. There's something different about what made him tick mm-hmm. that, that, that was so awe-inspiring that it gives you goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you say, Skip, other guys fear. They fear LT. Fear. They fear, I'm talking about, you're talking about men 6'6", mm-hmm. 310, 320, They feared him. And Joe Gibbs thought so much of this man that he entire, changed his entire offense to deal with him. I'm not just kidding. I'm, think about that. You go and you change your entirety what you do. He made the left, all these left tackles, the Bakhtiari, the Trent Williams, all you guys that's making money, he thank that guy. It. He did. Thank that guy right there. Mm-hmm. That's why. Because if you could not block him, if you were in the NFC, that's why Minnesota drafted Gary Zimmerman. And, 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 and uh, uh, the Rams went and got Uri Beatman. And Washington had Joe Jacoby. And then they traded for Jim Lachey. Mm-hmm. You go back and look at the left tackles that everybody had to get to deal with that man. Yep. And then Joe Gibbs invented an H-back H- because you yeah, need somebody yes. else. You, you can't yes. deal with one. Don Warren. Yes. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Michael. Clint Didier, yes. Those yep. guys, you had to have a second guy. Mm-hmm. And those guys were offensive linemen. You look how big those tight ends were, they were like third offensive linemen. My fondest dream is that someday, down the road, we're talking about oh, that guy the way we're talking about well, the if, other guy. Well, if, if you do, Cow- Cowboys are going to win some Super Bowls. They will win if, some if, Super Bowls. If, you know you're talking about, if you're talking about that guy like LT, right. they're going to win some Super Bowls. Well, I did tell you going into this year, my team will go as far as 11 from heaven carries the defense. And I still believe it. He's not LT. He's got some potential mm-hmm. to be. And this is a big night for Micah Parsons. Ooh, Jerry. That check, you talk about the win the Super Bowl, you about to have to write a check in another year that's so yep. big. Yep. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> a big night and a big spotlight, guys. Monday night football doesn't get much bigger than that in the regular season. All right, speaking of the NFL, Tom Brady putting in some extra work this week at uh-uh. practice. What, what a, you think it's going to pay off we, Sunday we when he faces the Packers? Oh, okay. That's coming up next on Undisputed. Change of plans Wednesday. Tom Brady practiced despite his schedule that normally calls for him to rest on that middle day. The Bucks lead the league in drop rate, and Brady will be without Mike Evans Sunday. Five other receivers were either limited or non-participants in practice yesterday. Ugh. Shannon, what do you expect from Brady and his offense against the Packers this Sunday? I expect more of the same. Um, he won't need to be great because the defense normally holds the opposing team offense to very limited uh, uh, points. And so if he can get probably 17, 20, that's probably going to be good enough considering how well his defense is playing, Skip. Um, I don't expect the offense to get out of the funk that it's been in considering Mike Evans is going to be out. 
Uh, Julio, we don't know about that. Chris Godwin looks to be out. And so the reason why he's practicing, Skip, is that he doesn't have a rapport, a great rapport, with these young guys. There's a potential that he can be thrown to Cole Beasley, who just got there yesterday. Yep. So with that being said, I'm not surprised. Uh, yeah, Brady would normally take off, but he this was after he had built up a rapport, a relationship, throwing to Mike Evans, throwing to Chris Godwin, throwing some of the guys. Okay, yeah, he has a relationship with Cameron Brady, but who else? Russell Gage is in his first year there. The uh, Scotty Miller, but come on. Yeah, I mean, he's like, Scotty, I'm here to miss with you, bro. I mean, if I'm throwing to you deep, I, I'm going to give you like a 70% chance of catching it. But anything else, uh, it's up in the air. So I'm not surprised that Tom Brady is practicing consi- uh, um, and um, knowing that he normally takes Wednesday off. Get older, you want your body refreshed. Thursday, Friday is plenty enough time um, to get the uh, – just give him an extra day of rest. Monday's off, Tuesday's off, Wednesday another day. Skip getting older, you need a little bit more time to recover. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't take the beating that he like he took uh, in the first game, but hey, those legs start to add up. So uh, I think Skip um, is going to be a little tougher. He's a little older than he was last year. He's dealing with some things that he's probably never had to deal with, especially to the magnitude in which he's dealing with them. That always comes in, into effect because you know, hey, he's human. As much as we like to think Tom is a robot and nothing bothers him, that man is human. He has emotions. He has feelings. And he's dealing with something that a lot of people are dealing with, but it doesn't become public. Nobody, Skip, you could deal with a lot of those. You could deal with the handle things a little better when they're private, when they're silent, as opposed to becoming public. Because you feel everybody knows your business and they got an opinion about what's going on. So for me, I just think Tom Brady, will, I think this week will, will be no different than the previous weeks as far as offensively. This is a defensive football team right now. Um, and so I don't think Tom needs to throw for 300. I don't need to think he needs to have three or four touchdowns because it's not like the Packers are going to go up and down the field on that defense. This is a very, very good defense. Offense has yet to catch up, and I'm not so sure that they will catch up, but they probably won't need to considering how well the defense is playing. Hmm. Tom Brady practiced yesterday out of desperation. (laughs) Tom Brady did not risk his home life to come back to play football just to hang with the fellas in the locker room. He came back to win a Super Bowl. Yes. He came back to to wreak revenge on New Orleans, and he got them the first time at their place, and he's, I bet he's just dead set on getting even again because the last two home games that he's played, the only two home games against New Orleans, he lost 38-3 to and 9 to nothing. See if I had that up. It's forty-seven to three. Right. They have beaten him at home. Mm-hmm. Forty-seven to three. So he's still got that one down the road. the road. Yeah. But right now he's throwing to nobody. Right. And I still say, and you can laugh at me all you want. We're like night and day the way we see Brady. I thought Sunday at New Orleans against his arch rival nemesis kryptonite defense, a defense that has owned him mentally and physically for four straight games. Mm -hmm. I thought it was his greatest regular season achievement in that he is 45, but he winds up with no Julio, no Godwin. Obviously, there's no Gronk. And all of a sudden, against the Saints defense in that Thunderdome Superdome, Mm -hmm. you have to throw a team-high eight balls to little Scotty Miller who was on the bubble to get cut in training camp. 
who started out as a slot receiver, and they finally figured out we can't use him in the slot. He just He's not a route runner, and he doesn't have great hands. So he's got no Edelman Amendola in him. Right. He runs 4-3, but about all you can do is line him up on the flanks, X, Y, and just say go. <laughs> and and if he can go, that's that's what set Brady off. Right. He tried to run a go route on Marshawn, and Marshawn said, he's one of the top corners in the league, he said, little man, I'm, I'm just going to ride you right, right out of bounds. I'm going to body you up, <laughs> and, and you won't be able to out-physical me because you can't get by me. Right. And he impeded his progress right. and basically carried him out of bounds. Right. And Brady wanted yellow to fly from all angles, <laughs> and none flew. Right. Because Scotty Miller ain't going to get that call on the road at New Orleans right. because he hasn't earned that call right. in the, the re- deep recesses of a referee's But think mind. about, Skip, let's just say, okay, Tampa is his, uh, uh, the Saints are his nemesis. Look how Brady looked last year against the Cowboys, and look how he looked this year against the Cowboys. He was throwing. He was dealing last year. He was dealing. Okay, but I told you my defense started to click and and come together and emerge later in the year last year, and I told I said it again. My team will go as far as my defense will carry it in an opening night. It looked like a top five right. defense to me, and it made it hard on him. They resorted to play off Lenny. They resorted right. to let's just run it because we can run it better than we can throw it. I think it. they're going to rely on that a little bit more, Skip, but he was dealing, and I think the game was as close as it was last year because of the turnovers. I think Tampa turned the ball over three or four times they last did. year that allowed Dallas, and it seemed like Dallas got back in the game and felt like, okay, we can compete with these guys. But Tom Brady was throwing the ball extremely well. Remember he had Antonio Brown on the deep ball? He Chris got, uh, I mean, so – he just doesn't look the same. They put no. up 31 last year. It was a walk-off field goal right. that made it 31 to 29. Right. So with the, and think about it. That defense gave up three on Sunday. They gave up 29 the year before. Tom yeah. Brady got Tom Brady got 19. He got 31 the year before. So clearly Tampa's defense is better. Tampa's offense is not at that same level. Some of that has to do, okay, we can say with it. But everybody was there at least for a little while. He had Julio the entire game. Mike Evans was in and out. I mean, he came back late in the ball game because he missed a chunk of the game. I think uh, Chris Godwin went out what, in the third quarter with that, with that hamstring injury. Yep. So for the most part, they had their guys there for a little while. Now I get it. Sunday, no Julio. Uh, Mike Evans was there. No Chris Godwin. Okay. But Skip, he he just he doesn't look the same. He looks like he has things on his mind, and maybe it's like, what's on my mind is these receivers y'all got me throwing to be. And <laughs> get the job by the done. Way, what's also on his mind is, would you believe that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, after two games, lead the NFL in drops, according to our Fox website? Eight drops, yeah. eight drops. And would you also believe that? The Buccaneers' offense, so let's just say Tom Brady, is now tied for 23rd in passes attempted. Yeah. So they're they're not throwing it the right. way they're they're not throwing it all over the lot the way they were under Bruce Aaron. I don't think that's going to come back, Skip, with Don, with all the, the 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 transition in the offensive line because your most your best offensive lineman is Tristan Wirth. Well, hell, he can't block everybody. Okay. You said you start now. You're down to your third guy at the tackle spot. Okay. You, you got a down, center, you, third string left tackle at New Orleans. Second down, string guard. Okay. Well, well, it's, it's he's a rookie guard, right. but he's your second string guard. Right. But he's raw rookie, and then the center is second st- he, center. He, he was playing his second game in his life at center. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was what Brady was up against. Not to mention the drops, but what make the the drops even worse is the fact we're not really throwing it that much. We're tied from twenty third in attempts, but but in the ones I've thrown, 
Right. You've dropped eight of them to lead the league? Well, I think the thing, the biggest thing is the drops come on third down because a lot of that, that that's probably you're probably be, uh, behind the sticks and that would keep you on the field. So dropping the ball on third down is a lot different than dropping it on first and second, although that's no consolation to Tom Brady. But th- at third down, if you're able to cash in, you get three more opportunities to, to, to get okay. the ball into the end zone. All right. I, I just think, Skip, um, his QBR is down, his points are down, everything is down. And I don't see how that changes with the offensive line because, Skip, if we let him throw the ball like he threw it last year, that means that he's going to get an opportunity to get hit. Okay, but it, it only gets easier defensively because Green Bay is really good on defense, but I don't think they're as good as New Orleans, no. and I don't think they're as good as Dallas defense. Right. So my point is your d- degree of difficulty should drop some, especially as you get into more division well, I, I think I think Preston Smith can get after the quarterback. I think Rashawn Gary can get after the quarterback. Can. Kenny Clark is a load inside yep. for, for a guy that's this will be his third game at, at the center position. So that, I, I think they, they can they can cause some problems up front. The thing is they're going to try to run Leonard Fournette. If you notice, Skip, both games they've tried to establish Leonard Fournette. They did a great job of doing it against the, uh, the Cowboys. They didn't do it so well against New Orleans. They're going to try to run the football. Tom Brady is not going to throw the ball over 700 times like he threw it last year. It appears they don't, not. They don't, they don't have the offensive line that can protect him. They don't. Because if you throw the ball that many times, Skip, you're going to get hit. With that offensive line, I don't care. You're going to get hit. Even if, you, even if everything is three steps and bubble screens and jailbreak screens and easy shallow crosses, you're going to get hit. Okay, but if your top three options to throw it to – are little Scotty Miller and Russell Gage and Bashad Perriman, yeah. who was like backup to the backup, mm-hmm. well, yeah, you're, you're going to have some problems. But the bigger problem, Skip, you, 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 you look at your offensive line. They're backup to the backups. Backups to the backups. So he's <laughs> up against it. Yes. So he said, okay, I technically have today off. Uh, I can't. I, I got to build a rapport with these I, guys. I'm, I'm going to throw to Russell Gage. I'm going to try to figure him out. I don't know if they would activate Cole Beasley fast enough, but I'm sure you threw him like 75 balls yesterday. Because at the end of the day, Skip, look, these receivers need to know, okay, this is where Tom want me. Tom needs to know this is where the guy can catch the ball and do the most with it. So there's a fine line that's, that's working here. I need to be where I need to be, and Tom is saying I need to get him the ball where he can be most effective. And so if you look at them, it's a lot of short stuff. But Tom likes to hit the guy on the move. So when you hit the guy on the move, Skip, I need to hit him and not hit him back here so he has to catch the ball and turn around and then the defender make the play. So there's a lot at play here. I am not surprised. You know I'm surprised that Tom Brady, given what he's working with and the relationship that he doesn't have with the receivers, I don't think neither one of us is surprised that he took – that he's like, I'm going to work today. Going to work today because – his most effectively lethal pass all those years in New England was to either Wes Welker or Amendola or Edelman in the slot. Right. And they would get a single coverage for the most part. So Welker was so good, they started bracketing him with two right. guys. But, but if you get single in the slot. Well, you got to win. Okay. You got to win on an option, but you got to give him, you, you have to have such rapport right. that Edelman will see it and, and just know in connection with Brady. I'm going inside mm-hmm. here because he's going to give me inside, and so I'm going to turn inside. Right. And when he turns, the the ball's going to hit right. him in the breadbasket. Right. right. That's that's those five yard catches that maybe you could get six or seven out of. Those are lethal over time, and and that's how Brady beat you for the most part in New England. Right. Well, that's what he's trying to develop with Cole Beasley, right. and I just don't know how fast 
that remember they used to go to Montana and throw a right. thousand passes a day trying to figure this out. It's hard to play the slot. That's why the slot guys in New England don't have a, sh a long shelf life. Yeah. Because that's a lot of collision. You a see Wes Welker is dealing with disability for the NFL. Uh, Edelman had to retire early because of the injuries. Amendola. So Skip, I mean, because like you said, it's a lot of passes. You're gonna catch mm -hmm. a lot of passes, but it's a lot of collisions, a lot of collisions. that that's transpiring for, in there for small men. For for yep. small men. Chris Godwin worked. Chris Godwin, Chris Godwin, six, what, 6'1", six, 6'2", six, mm -hmm. six, at least six foot tall, probably 215. Absolutely. Same yep. thing with Cooper Cup. Yep. Cooper Cup is a bigger man than people think. Cooper, they, people always say, uh, Cooper, man, he, he, uh, no, 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 Cooper Cup's 215. 215. He ain't no 185, 190, he's 215. Okay, well, that's safety size. <laughs> yes. Yep. So it's easy for him to absorb. I mean, they, the licks still hurt. But a 215 man taking hits versus a 185, 190 yeah. pound man is an entirely different ball game. But I am not surprised. Tom wants to try to get these guys up to speed as soon as possible because he knows the defense is not going to play great every single game. And when they don't play great, we're going to need to pick up the slack. There are going to be some games that we're going to probably need to score 30, Skip. But you got to give him this. He did make one throw that broke that game open. One. That, that, that's, and you're going to have to make those throws. You're going to have to, that's what playoff football is about. You got to make a throw. You might have to make two or three, but you got to make at least one. one. I agree. Gentlemen, it is America's Game of the Week with Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson, Aaron Andrews, and Tom Rinaldi on the call. It's going to be a good one Sunday. Coming up, we got to talk about a little history in the making. Aaron Judge on a record-breaking home NBC. run streak right now. Where does he rank all time? Skip and Shannon dive into that in just a moment. Chase the American League home run record of 61 tonight as the Yankees host the Red Sox on Fox. Judge this season, also on pace to win the Triple Crown. I hope y'all at home are watching this. It is good stuff. Shannon, where do you rank Aaron Judge among the all-time home run hitters? Skip, I'm going to need to see him put a couple of more seasons together. Um, when he's healthy, obviously he's, he's top-notch. His rookie year, uh, rookie, uh, he's hit the most home runs for a rookie since been broken by Pete Alonso. Finished second in the MVP voting that year to Jose Altuve. I think he finished fourth last year. There's no question in my mind he should be the MVP this year. Triple crown, potential triple crown winner. He's leading, I think, the uh, American League in batting average at 317. He's obviously. tied now with Xander Bogarts. Xander Bogarts. Yeah. Dang, I'm kind of split. I kind of like Xander Bogarts. But, okay. I think we uh, – They're on. both at 317. 317. Um, the hit 60 home runs in the triple crown – Proud of that, a triple crown winner, the most home runs hit was Mickey Mantle, I think, in 56, hit uh, 52. Um, and in today's game, Skip, especially with the power hitters, they normally strike out a bunch. And so to have this kind of power, to hit for power, to have this kind of power and hit for average, he's a ginormous man, six foot seven, 280 pounds. So obviously when he extends, but what he's doing, Skip, he's hitting the two hole. Well, last, last night, he let off. Let off. Mm -hmm. The last two weeks, he's been leading off. Mm -hmm. Normally, guys that hit like this, they hit in the three or the four spot. Uh, you look it. at Miggy, the last guy mm -hmm. to win the triple crown, yep. he was in the three spot. Most of the guys hit three, four. Sure. But but they're trying to steal a couple of extra at-bats for him. 
And the reason why I say he's the MVP, Skip, they're not in first place in the American mm -hmm. League East, and they're not even in the wild card without his bat because Giancarlo Stanton, who's another power hitter, has missed 30, 40 games. And when he plays, he's, Skip, he's hitting 210. Yep. And you remember Joey Gallo? Hell, he, had, he was batting 200. He playing damn near every day, and I'm on my couch. I'm batting 0-0. Zero, zero. So he's not much better than me. Now he's going on. They, I think he's out here with the Dodgers. So it just goes to show you, these numbers are not for naught. And I know that people, Shohei Tani, he's doing something. He is. There have been a lot of guys that put up impressive numbers on losing teams. Mm -hmm. They're 19 games out of the wild card. They're 33 games out of first place. We'll see Mike Trout. I mean. And they're on both teams. And yeah. they, but he pitched in here. So he gets two chances to influence the game, and they're still 19 games back. Okay. This kid, if he can stay healthy, give him five years of staying healthy. I'm not saying Skip, he played 162 games. But I'm saying if he can play 145, 150 games a season, he's going to have some impressive numbers. Now, when it's all said and done, will he go down as one of the great all-time home run hitters? You're probably going to need to be over 550 before you can even be in that conversation, considering there's, you know, Frank Robb got 600, A-Rod got 600, Pujols is about to go over 700, uh, Ruth and, and Aaron and Bonds are over 700. I think probably 550, and he can get there. Now, Skip, he's 30 already now. So how many more power years is he going to have since he got a late start getting to the majors? Now, he got to the majors, say, like an A-Rod or a Griffey Jr., 18-19. Poor. Yeah. He, but I think, Skip, he's, he's phenomenal. He's, he's definitely a power hitter. But to put up these kind of numbers in today's game, power hitters, they strike out all the time. They don't really, don't really hit for average. He's hitting for average, and he's in the two spot. So it's, I could just imagine if Giancarlo, if Giancarlo Stanton could, could stay healthy, and have a decent average, what his numbers would actually look like. Mm -hmm. Because you skip, I, I remember when uh, ba uh, Jeff Kent won the MVP. He was hitting in front of Barry. Do you want to pitch to Barry? You want to pitch to Jeff Kent? Jeff Kent ain't getting no butt fastball because I ain't trying to see Barry. Just imagine if he had somebody that could take the cover off the ball like like Barry hitting behind him. Mm -hmm. The pitches that he could see, he'd have he'd probably have seventy home runs. You think he has a shot at being the greatest home run hitter no, ever? No, he ain't get, no. He ain't getting seven, he ain't not getting 762. Hell no. No? No. Skip, he doesn't have 300 right now. He's 30. That is a fact. So he hit 52, as you pointed out, his rookie year, but then he fell off to 27, and then 27, then injury plagued nine, and then back up to 39, and now kaboom, 60. Right. For his sake, hope he hits 62 at least. Yeah, that's what. I, they got 14 games left. Skip, if I'm him, I'm going to try to hit two more home runs. And yep. after that, I'm hitting for average. I'm just trying to get singles and doubles because okay. I want the triple crown. All right. But right now, if he won the triple crown in the batting average category at 317, that would be the lowest batting average to, to win the, the batting title since Rod Carew in 1972 hit 318. So, all the batting averages in the American League are down, right. down, down. Is pitching up? Right. You could make the case. This kid has never hit 300 before in his right. career. He's having a career he's, year. He's hanging on. Yes. And he had a big night last night, I thought, batting average-wise, because he hit the two doubles. Right. Okay. Now I'm going to plunge down the slippery slope. Maybe it's because I covered Barry Bonds and I saw him up close like we we're talking about LT. Right. Listen. Barry Bonds, for me, is in that LT category. <laughs> I, I'll give you this. He's in the Michael Jordan category yeah. for me because I saw it. I do not love him personally. Yeah. Like off He the rubbed field. a lot of people the wrong okay. way. Okay. But I am still, I get goosebumps. I am in awe 
of Barry Bonds, the greatest hitter I ever saw. He was playing obviously through these steroid ears. Yeah. Did he partake? It certainly appeared so. There but was a lot a whole, of guys partook. Did they? Even pitchers. So it wasn't and like he was loaded and nobody it, else worked. It, it was often pointed out that he partook only in response to the great home run race, which I also covered blow by blow. Right. Sammy Sosa versus Mark McGuire. Right. And it, this is what I read. I don't know this for a fact, but Barry said, I, I got to join the party, right. man, because I'm, I'm getting left behind here. Skip, because these guys would Skip, they, people forget. Do you realize Barry Barnes won three MVPs in Pittsburgh? Little skinny Barry. He did. And he says, hold on. I'm winning these MVPs. I'm winning gold gloves. And y'all never give me the – these two guys can't hold a candle to me. And y'all applauding them? Y'all celebrating them? candle. Listen, I used to go out early just to watch Mark McGuire take batting practice because he launched rockets the likes of which I had never seen before. He had as effortless a power as I ever beheld. Right. But in the end, he wasn't half the hitter that Barry Bonds no. was. No. Barry Bonds, and, and I happen to be right in the middle of this, he won four straight MVPs. And listen to the batting averages. People forget this. <laughs> forget about the home runs, okay? Forget about the steroids just for the moment. Uh, how about 328? How about 370? How about 341? How about 362? Okay, <laughs> they're dwarfing what, what is happening yes. right now in the American League batting chase, right? right? The batting race. He was the greatest hitter I ever saw. I've told you before, he's the only hitter in history who actually had the advantage over the pitcher right. because it's always the pitcher. Has Man, the they, they walked him out there. I mean, look they at all did. the intentional. Look at all the walks he got. Then he, all the intentional walks that he got. He, Buck he, Showalter walked him with the bases loaded. He did. He walked him in, in 2002 when he just wiped out every category: batting average, on base, slugging, on base plus plus slugging, intentional walks. He had 68. Vlad was the next one down at 32. He, he more than doubled his attention walks because people just said, I'm not pitching right. to him. You can't, I, I, but, the, but the triple crown, Skip, I mean, it's so hard to win that. Okay, because Barry you, did not win a triple crown. Because the thing is, Skip, you can have, I mean, Babe Ruth lost a couple because his teammate was Lou Gehrig. He hit 365 and, and Lou would hit 370. Okay. And vice versa, Lou Gehrig did win All it. Right. But to win the triple crown and to hit 60 home runs, and your team is in first place? Okay. If you don't win MVP with that, well, how the hell, what am I supposed to do to okay. win MVP? Okay, I got you, and I'm with you on that. I give you that. But now let's compare swings. This still fairly young man yeah. has a beautiful swing to me for a 6'7", 280-pound man. Yes. He, it's the old Charlie Lau method, even though Charlie Lau said I didn't really invent it, but it, it's, it's the, the one-hand finish yes. where, where you drop your top hand, the right. right hand, you just drop it and finish this way. Right. It's a sweeping swing. It's a long swing, and it really works. It generates right. enormous power and, and very consistent contact. Right. Barry Bonds had the tightest, shortest swing with the littlest, tiniest bat. He took a little, tiny bat, and he just... Right yeah. there, it just exploded. Mm -hmm. It was tight, it was short and compact, and he just crushed balls. Okay, he got much bigger. He he's only six two. Right. Played at two fifteen ish in Pittsburgh, as right. you said. Maybe in those years he was two thirty, two thirty five. Thirty five. I might give him two forty. That that first year, two thousand one, he looked behemoth to me. Right. Maybe two forty. Mm -hmm. But it was such a Pure swing. I've never seen a swing like Barry Bonds. Yeah. So, look, the girth may be steroid-fueled. 
It, it helps extend the power. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's going to help you increase your bat speed. But the ability to lay bat on baseball and, and, and square it up, as they say, and hit it solid, it, it's not easy, man. Can I do this, Skip? You know what? I'm going to take out every year that Barry Bonds played in San Francisco. He didn't play in San Francisco. Well, he didn't in, exist. He's, in the he's, a Hall of, he's a Hall of Famer. Slam dunk first ballot. He is. He won eight gold gloves? Yes. He won eight gold gloves. gloves. He won seven MVPs, Skip. He finished second to Jeff Kent and uh, Coleman. I forget the guy. Atlanta beat him one year. Mm-hmm. for the for, So he literally could have nine MVPs. Good. Okay. I'm taking away San Francisco. They did not happen. <laughs> He's a Hall of Famer in Pittsburgh alone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's just me. And, and every time we start thinking about greatest hitter, greatest home run hitter. Yeah. I can't get my head off Barry Bonds. I'm sorry. I, I, I get the steroid debate. But, but Skip, I get these it. guys, I mean, guys in the 20s and 30s, Skip, they're hitting, I mean, Roger Hornsby is hitting 425. Yep. He won the Triple Crown when you hit 403. Yeah. I mean, come on, Skip. But, but they had three, four pitches. The guy throwing 160 pitches. Mm-hmm. Now you got righty, righty matchup, lefty, lefty you matchup. Do. You got specially set up men. You do. You're not finna hit no 400 now. Nope, and everybody's throwing 100 miles. Yes! An I mean, the dude threw a 100 mile an hour slide or change up the they other did. night. So what am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> I hear you. And you're not facing the same pitcher three times throughout the lineup no. like that. You see the pitcher three, four times back then. You would. You might see Guys, him twice. Guys, you see him in. once. <laughs> I love this debate. I love this topic. We got to move on, though. We're about out of time. Coming up, Skip and Shannon, I need to get your input on Justin Fields walking back his comments <laughs> about the fans in Chicago. What's going on there? That's coming up next on Undisputed. After Sunday's loss to the Packers, Bears QB Justin Fields said the loss hurt more for the Bears players than the fans because the fans don't put in any work. Mm. Wednesday, Fields clarified his comment, saying he was frustrated and he didn't want to talk to the media after the loss. Shannon, did you like Justin Fields' clarification here on those comments? Yeah, and I like what he said originally, Skip. The more you invest in something... Yeah. The more it hurts when you lose. I'd say. I'm trying to ask you, so you don't ask about, Justin, I mean, how are you feeling after the game? A very tough loss, a division rival. You ask, what about the fans? The fans? You mean to tell me, man, all this work I done put in this offseason, all the work that I did in camp trying to get better and better, and understanding in order for us to win this division, it's going to have to go through Green Bay because they won the division the last three to four years. Yep. And you, the first thing you out of your mouth, you ask me, well, how do you think the fans feel? I agree. Bro, I'm lifting the weights. I'm running. Mm-hmm. I'm denying myself. I'm making the sacrifices. I understand it. We love our fans. We love the support that they've shown us. Mm-hmm. This is the oldest rivalry in NFL yep. football. They play each other. They've been in the same division. They've been playing each other for 100 years. And the first thing out the reporter's mouth is about how the fans, not how I'm feeling, that I just took the L. I didn't play well again. How the fans? So I understand with Justin, but Justin, let me tell you something. Um, just as you're walking off the field, try to gather your thoughts as yeah, much as you possibly can. Yep. Never speak to the media before you take a shower and decompress because, look, there was no really no story in this game. You didn't play particularly well, but just try to do that so they don't stump you up I because agree. now they got you in a situation where it's you against the Chicago Bear fans, mm-hmm. and it's not that. 
it was you against the Green Bay, and your team didn't play well on either side of the football, and you lost the game. Got but it. the more, the more you invest in something, Skip, the more it hurts when it doesn't go the sure. way you plan it. A absolutely. Justin Fields spoke the truth. Yes. But what do you tell me about speaking the truth? Angry people and <laughs> drunk, drunk people, right? And kids. But he was angry because he just got his butt kicked. Yes. And he did not play well. And he said when he tried to clarify, he said, I was mad after the game. He, he said, I, I didn't want to talk to you guys. Well, th this has been a long time pet peeve of mine because I spent years and years diving into locker rooms <laughs> like five minutes after the game ended because we all have deadlines. Yes. The fans want to know what you had to say right. within 5, 10, 15 minutes after the game. But it, it, it's the wrong place at the wrong time. Right. And it's hard to gather yourself after an emotional game, in, especially after you lost. How many players have said things in anger after games that they wanted to take back. Yes. Maybe they didn't – I, I think he meant exactly what he said. Yes. I don't have any problem with what he said the first I, – I didn't need him to walk it well, back. You, uh, now the, but here's the thing, Skip. Just imagine if a fan had to invest what a player had to invest to be a fan. Oh. So in other words, you got to lift weights, you got to run, you got to make the same sacrifices that I'm making yeah. because you want me to – you want to feel – you saying I don't feel what you feel – I want you to feel what I feel, having made all those sacrifices. Well, sure. And then all of a sudden, I, I, I lose. I, I mean, obviously, a fan invests his or her emotions over a lifetime, <laughs> but it's not like this. Yes. It, it, it's okay. Even the fans, the most diehard, would understand, okay, I got you on that one. Skip, think about how it is. College, they rep their, uh, uh, their college team. Tom Brady bleeds blue and no, beige, whatever the color that is. Yeah. These guys, they... Because they're invested. Mm -hmm. And I get fans that I've supported Michigan for 50 years. But a guy that's come there and sweat and laid it all on the line, trying to win the Big Ten or trying to win the SEC, trying to win a national title. Yep. Skip, it's a different type of investment. It's a different type of hurt. I'm not saying fans don't be hurt when their team lose. There's no other fan base that I like to see hurt other than the Cowboys. I take great satisfaction in that. You I know that. I take great satisfaction I in that. I see it every Monday. But even you hurt. But you don't hurt like Dak, and you didn't hurt like Troy and like Michael when no, they lost. No, would I ever pretend to? I, I wouldn't. And that's what's, it's but not some, the same. But some fans think they do. Man, no. man, you don't know what I'm going through. What? Yeah. I wish every one of you players could have until Monday morning to speak to the media because you'd get a much clearer-headed view of no, what No, I want to be right out of the game. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, they all came to you. <laughs> they did because they know, hey, I would be honest with them, Skip. Yeah. I got to be honest. You know, I ain't going to throw nobody under the bus. I mean, I might throw them and I might drive the bus right to the <laughs> – right. but I will run them over. I'm going to go run them over, Skip. Yep. <laughs> you were the That's MVP. Classy. Yeah. MVP. Very classic. All right, gentlemen. Kyler Murray is responding yeah. after a fan allegedly hit him in the face following Sunday's big comeback win against the Raiders. Like it. We got to dive further into this situation when we return. Like Kyler doing it. A fan appeared to have struck Kyler Murray in the face as the QB celebrated that Cardinals win with the crowd on Sunday. Take a look right there. This led to police in Las Vegas receiving a battery complaint. Here's what Kyler had to say when asked about the situation yesterday. He was having fun. Um, but, again, I don't know. I mean, I don't think any player should be getting, you know, touched in that manner. But um, no hard feelings towards the guy. I mean, if I seen him, you know, I'd, I'd shake his hand. But... Uh, it is what it is. 
what, what do you make of, of Kyler's comments Well, I like there? Kyler. He's moving on. He's not trying to make it become a bigger story. He has to prepare for another game. Talking about what transpired last week in a fan interaction doesn't help him prepare any better for the game that's upcoming. So I like that he's moving on. Um, I think he's learned a valuable lesson that, you know what, I got to be careful going on the road when we went up game. And even though there's a pocket of Arizona Cardinal fans there, the majority of the fans that are still in that building still belong to the, the home team. And so I just need to be cautious of that, Skip. They said they wanted some maturity, some growing up from Kyler. I think this is one of the first signs, one of the first steps of showing maturity that, hey, it's, it, it, he did what he did. I, I don't agree. I, I don't think I should have been hit in the face. But, hey, I shake the guy's hand, and, and, and we just go keep it moving. So I like the way he handled this situation. I do, too. I was, I'll go so far as to sh- say shocked by his reaction. In the past, even in the near past, he's been a little surly with the media, uh-huh. a little cold, a little distant. Like, I, I, I don't even want to have to do it. I'm, I'm above you guys. Mm-hmm. It's fine. But th- this was open, Kyler. Th- this was shrugging it off, chuckling, Kyler. I I liked what I heard and some of the quotes that we didn't see on camera. He said, this stuff happens fast. Uh, He says, I know every person I've ever hit in the face, but I did it for a reason. He said, I I don't know if he probably didn't know where he was. Well, the more I watch it, I don't know if it was intentional or not. I can't, I don't know for sure. I don't know what's in a man's heart. Right. But was it intentional? Did he try to slap him in the face or was he just flailing with everybody else? Well, I just think the thing from where he was, Skip, it didn't like he was trying to do. It wasn't like, you know, normally if, if I'm behind somebody and somebody is famous and I want to touch, I'm going to reach around the person and try yeah. to touch him. Skip, all he did was just. Okay, I got he it. He didn't even look. And, and you're probably <laughs> right because somebody with the Cardinals called the cops, yes. man. They filed a report. Right. And I don't know if it's Kyler's family yeah, or, right. or somebody in the within the organization, right. but the police were involved and they were actively, excuse me, actively seeking the, the man right. to ban him for life from the games. But Collar went on. He said it was a pretty live game, was it? I, I've never seen anything like the finish <laughs> exactly. of it. And he said, Vegas is Vegas. I'm sure he was having fun. Well, I, I, I'd like to think he might have been trying to have fun. Was he a Cardinal fan or was he a Raider fan? I don't know. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas if it's not on camera. (laughs) If it's on camera, it's not going to stay in Vegas. That is true. But to your point of maturing, sort of growing into the the position as the face of the franchise, he's made the Pro Bowl the last two years. Yes. And that was a Pro Bowl last couple of minutes of that game. I just think the thing is, Skip, is that in a situation like this is that Hey, we are Wednesday. Skip the game plan. We got the game plan. We're getting ready for an upcoming uh, – they play the Rams, right? I think they play the Rams. Yeah. I believe they do. Yeah. Yep. Skip, we get ready for Rams. They get ready for Aaron Donald. Yep. I got to worry about Jalen Rams and Leonard Floyd. I got time to be worried about this, this joker that, that struck me in the face, whether it's accident or uh, intentional, unintentional, whatever the case may be. Me continuing this takes my focus off of that. And right now the most important thing is getting ready for the, the Rams defense. I, that has happened. And whatever's going to happen, the police are going to do what they do. The Raiders are going to do what they do. But my focus is on this. Okay. And so I love the fact that he's transitioned. He's moved on. And so I'm cool. I, hey, I'm cool with it. Okay. Did he learn a lesson? You just cannot <laughs> go that close to interact. Yeah. It's almost like animals at the zoo. Don't, right. don't reach into the cage, they, they, right? They, hey. Do not pet animals. Do not feed animals. <laughs> do not tap glass. Right. Hey, but it, 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 Skip, and I, like I said, that's only happened a handful of times. I think, like, you, you win a big game, the AFC Championship game, Pittsburgh. A pocket of – they were all our fans was just right there. And so, you know, we running, we celebrating and things like that. But, Skip, the people mad. 
Hold on, we're supposed to be going to the Super Bowl. We're in our building. Now, yeah. this wasn't a Super Bowl, but Skip, you got 65,000 fans. That's why I say it's hard. I believe it's, it's hard to play at home when you play in a big game because when you lose, you got 65 to 70,000 disappointed fans. And then, so for me, I that's why I don't really go to a whole lot of games, especially if now I'm in a different place in my life. But when I was young, going to the game, my team lose. Oh, y'all lost. Y'all said, pop, 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 pop. Pop, pop, pop. So, I got that, that's, hey, I just, I just stay away. I but I now, it. obviously, you get older. But, I mean, people getting in your face and talking about, y'all suck. Oh, yeah, your brother suck. Man, come on, man. Yep. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> that, that's what happens, Kim. So, Kyla, kudos, Kyla. Kudos, bro. Agreed. Congrats. Definite sign of maturity for Kyler Murray and that Cardinals team. All right, guys, another young player who's gone through a lot of evolution, Lonzo Ball. He needs surgery on his knee again. Skip and Shannon are going to deep dive into what this means for Zoe's future in just a moment. All right, Lonzo Ball having another knee procedure. He's going to be sidelined for the next four to six weeks, meaning, yep, he's going to miss training camp plus the start of the regular season. Shannon, what's your reaction? This is very concerning for his future, Skip, because there's only so many times they're going to keep going in that knee and you still become the same player. Now, obviously, this is a chronic injury because this is, what, the third or fourth time they've gone into that knee. Okay, four to six weeks evaluation. If that's true and he's not back on the court, that's he's, uh, 10 months since he's done anything meaningful basketball-related, Skip. Yeah. This, is, this is not a very good sign for Lonzo Ball's future. Still only 25, but to your point, Lonzo lives on his speed, pushing and running the break. And if you start to lose speed, you're going to lose traction in in this league. Yeah. I've never been more impressed with anybody than I was with Lonzo. Talk about going into the lab. He went into the lab and fixed his shot from over sideways to over to the right side ways. He made 42% of his threes last year. He only played 35 games, but still, he, he shot 263s last year and made 110 of them. You want to talk about progress? Yes. For a while, he, he, he was worse than Westbrook. Yeah. But, but, Skip, I mean, and it's not like he's a big man and there's a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. So there's clearly something going on in that knee structurally that's, that's causing him to continuously have to, they have to go in there and keep scoping in and scoping and scoping in. Right. There's only so many times, Skip. Only so many times. And the First scope must have gone really, really wrong. Right. That's all I know. And he was supposed to be back in nice. Bad sign. Yeah. Such a great talent. Prayers for him that that procedure goes well and he heals quickly. 